Coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio, we are the Smoking Guns Podcast. Oh, in the JD Bar and Grill Mobile Studios. That's right. Don't forget. Mobile Studios. Hey, we need to get out there soon. Yeah, real we soon. We do. And need, that I, doesn't just mean us. That means everybody. Like, yes. All of us need to get out there really soon, um, have some drinks, and enjoy our time at JD's Bar and Grill right there uh, on Rig- the Rigsby ep- exit of 410. I don't have their address pulled up right now, but... Nobody looks at addresses anymore either. Anyway, yeah, they just they just put it into their Google or whatever. Right. Yeah. You, you put in use. JD's Bar yeah. and Grill, or you put in you know, yeah. We'll get that though. But yes, from what I hear, the Gunslinger's Posse can knock them down as far as the drinks. So we need oh, to get yeah. together. <laughs> no, yeah. For some drinks we at were, JD's Bar and Grill. You were there. Hang out. You were there we at were the there. tailgate, and we're going to talk about all of that. Tony's in for a party, he says. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah. I'm ready to play darts or pool. I love pool. So we are the Smoking Guns Podcast. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I am sitting with always as with R.C. Woods. Hello, hello. With Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslingers Posse? And we have a special guest today. You can see her if you're checking in with us on Facebook Live or watching this on Facebook Live after it's live, which I don't know what you call it at that point. But we have a special guest with us, Dolores Yamas. Hello there. Which is the better half. Let's just be fair. <laughs> much, much, much better half. Of our good buddy, Leonardo. Better three quarters. Um, she's going to join us because she was part of all of this weekend. Uh, and I don't just mean Saturday. Like, this was a weekend thing for us. It was a weekend thing for your ownership, your coaches, your players, your team. This was our weekend. Um, and Dolores was part of that with us. She yes, uh, gave up. Her anniversary night or anniversary dinner. Wow. 20, 26th anniversary. To help set y'all. up oh, the you. stream. We are the Smoking Guns Podcast. We are a podcast uh, focused on football, focused on football in Texas, more specifically focused in football, uh, on football in San Antonio, around the San Antonio Gunslingers of the American Arena League. The best thing to happen to football in San Antonio and I can no longer say that hasn't happened yet because it has. It has occurred. It exists. It is real. Um, and we had a game. We, we actually had a football game for the first time since, uh, what, March 31st of 2019. We had a professional football game in San Antonio. We did. Um, we didn't know that was the last game, professional football game, for almost two years, but it was. Um, and now we've had another and it was different than that. It was different. And we can look forward to more of this for sure. Cause it was different, but it was still great. Oh, it, it was. was great. It was, uh, we're going to talk now. We say it was great and it was great. And we're going to talk about the great stuff, but don't get us wrong. There are things that we've heard all weekend long that were areas of improvement, um, for the experience, for the team, um, for all of that. And we're going to discuss those things too. Don't, don't, um, we've talked a lot about the fact that we are not the unofficial official or official unofficial. Right. Um, but we are ultimately fans like everybody else and, right. and we know what we saw Right. and we're going to talk about that. So, uh, Greg Nelson says, boy, was it different? It was, it was <laughs> yeah. a different experience, different atmosphere, but different, different is not a bad thing. No, no bad matter thing. what no. some people will try to tell you different. is not a bad thing, but there were certainly things to improve on. So we're going to discuss those as we go. 
we're not going to pretend that everything was 100% perfect because that would be disingenuous. That that would make you not trust us anymore. And uh, that's not what we want. True. Right. So let's start with, uh, I kind of got three different sections of things, but okay. there's on the field stuff, there's off the field stuff, and then there's, uh, you know, the field. And when I say the field, I'm actually a little broader than that, but the things that we all know um, are going to have to be addressed. The facility. The facility, the facility yeah. um, as a whole, or the experience as a whole. But let's start first with the part that, um, I, I don't know, let's start on the field. Because okay, well, we're, that's a good spot. we're ultimately a football podcast and we had a football game. Um, so let's start on the field. That that seems like a weird spot to start, yeah. but that that's the easiest place, I think, to talk about. Um, do we start about Friday or do we start on Saturday? Well, when I say on the field, I mean like the game. The no, actual. I know, but I'm talking about the field, like no, no. the turf, not no, the turf. About the we're not talking about football. the field. We're talking oh. about what happened on, on the, the field. field. All right. There you go. Uh, clarification. Now you caught up. Got it. Um, so we're going to talk about the actual <laughs> football game. It okay. was a loss for the gunslingers. It is what it is. You don't mm-hmm. win every game. You hope you win every game. We'd all like to do that. Didn't work out that way. It was a 62 to 48. Ouch. Victory. 14 points. Two two possessions. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A victory for the North Texas Bulls. And uh, we got to see a lot of things that we've talked a lot about on our podcast um, in action. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So Leo, you're the you're the expert. You're our GM. You've always been, kind of been the guy we go to for um, stats. Well, for player, for for on the field kind of stuff. I um, don't know why that is, but yes, because <laughs> uh, you're pretty good at this stuff. You're, you're pretty good at you know uh, seeing this stuff. What did you see? Um, let's start on the gunslinger side of the ball. Okay. What did you see that you liked? That I liked. Yes. Well, the energy was great. We knew that coming in. Right. Um, I I thought the the line play was pretty good. Um, okay. At times. Not all the time. Right. Um, obviously, star of the game. You know who that was, right? Who was it? You tell me. Who I know you? who I would have said. <laughs> yeah. Kali- I know who I did say. Yeah. Yeah. Kali Rashad. Kali, Kali, Kali Rashad he was killed amazing. It. I mean, he killed yeah. it. He had a phenomenal game. He did. Um, I had other expectations for other wide receivers. Right. I I do wish we had spread the ball around a little bit more to other weapons. But when you have a hot hand like that, you got to keep giving him the ball. And he I, he almost had even a couple more plays that he just just quite didn't make. Just right. beyond his fingertips. Um, you know, he's punching the turf. Um, but he he was phenomenal. Um, the quarterback play was off and on mm-hmm. we know they're young guys we right. know that this is you know this was their first professional experience for sure so they came out um they probably had uh, not probably they definitely saw a lot of things that they had never seen before in their careers right um so i don't want to take anything away from what they did i mean mm-hmm. remember they're doing this uh and this is more evident the quarterback position than any other position they're doing this without any film yeah. They don't know what kind of coverages they're going to see or what they're going to run. They're going in blind to a lot of information you would love to have as a quarterback. And it doesn't get any easier because they're going to do that again this week against Mississippi. There is no there is no film. 
Right. There is no YouTube uh, stream of the game. We're going to talk about that stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. um, that you can go back and watch for a Mississippi Raiders game because that hasn't happened yet. Right. That's right. True. So that is a whole extra layer of difficulty on top of just playing the quarterback position. You've got to play it blind. You mm-hmm. don't have an idea of what coverages you're going to see. So I agree. I think that the quarterback the quarterback play is going to get better. It's going to improve oh, with, for sure. with some recognition, with some coaching, some adjustments. This was this was really kind of throwing them out in in with the sharks, right? And that's what that's what we saw. So I'm not I'm not taking anything away from that. I think what we saw was what was to be expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, North Texas Bulls side of the ball. What did you see that you liked? Because we're I mean we're an honest podcast, and there were things to like on the North Texas. There's side a lot of the ball. to say there too, but I'm going to say one more thing about the gunslingers before okay. I move on. No. I want to say <laughs> I want to say about the defense. The defense is, oh, yeah. for the most part, what we thought it was going to be. Right. We thought they were going to be stout. We thought they were going to be, you know, quick, explosive to the ball, good tackling. And we saw a lot of that. We saw some blown coverages. We saw some miscommunications. I know we had some issues at the safety position, and, and uh, they took a, they took advantage of that because um, they, they recognized some things on, on the bull side of the ball. Um, I think it's it's that's more of you know communications, getting game planning in, and getting a better understanding of what to do in certain situations. Um, but I want to say in arena football, you don't get four and outs all that commonly. No. There's it's a high scoring game. Uh, there's 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 going to be a lot of turnovers, like we saw. Mm-hmm. But actually, getting four and outs or not four and outs, but you know, a, a turnover on downs, right? Is something that doesn't happen a whole lot. And the Gunslingers had at least two of those. They forced at least two. I want to say maybe it was three. And that's that's for your first time out there. That's pretty impressive. I think they did a great job. So you mentioned that, and I'm going to derail you a little bit and say the fourth down being a thing that there is no punt, there is no getting out of this, you have four downs, changes the tenor of the game. In the same way, I don't know if you've ever watched any Canadian football, but they only have three downs. Mm-hmm. And that changes the tenor of that game because you have to do so much with two downs before you make a decision about what you're going to do on third down. Not having a real decision to make on fourth down and knowing you're going for it changes the way that you absolutely call the game and the way you work in the game. Changes the game. It's a whole different game. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see this this comment from uh, Vanessa Anthony Samaripa. And she says they gave up 64 points and our offense put up 48. Yeah, that was the score, 48 to 60. I think officially it was 62. 62. Somewhere within, they took off two points from the Bulls. um, Something with the officials and we didn't, they didn't call it on the field or clearly call it. There was a lot of that. This was actually a inexperienced arena uh, football official group. Well, and if you were at the game on Saturday, you saw that. They were experienced (laughs) in football officials, but not with arena rules. So it was a a lot of firsts going on on that field. We said it on the broadcast, and you didn't watch that because it was hard to watch. Um, But we said it on the broadcast a lot. It was the first game for everybody. Right. Um, And we saw some of that. Uh, So, Gunslingers. So, yeah, I'm going to wrap up this. I was going to say, yeah, they gave up 64 points. But they gave up 64 points mostly because of turnovers. Yeah, I was going to say the offense didn't give up all 64 of those. I mean, the defense did yeah. not give up all 64 of those points. Right, right. And, and Unfortunately. turnovers in arena football is killer because sure. it's high scoring. The, the odds are in the favor of the offense to score. So if you give them the ball extra times, 
they have even greater odds to score that much more points. So one of the things that I love to watch just on the low key, I don't talk about it a whole lot, is actually Ultimate Frisbee. There is mm-hmm. a, an Ultimate Frisbee league out there called the AUDL, and they broadcast their games on Facebook sometimes. And I'll watch them. And there is there is a lot of importance put on a break, which is where you kick off. It's not a kick, but you kick off. You give the other team the control of the Frisbee, mm-hmm. and you're able to turn that possession into your own point. So you're able to wrestle possession back mm-hmm. and then turn that possession into points for you. It's called a break in Ultimate Frisbee. And it's huge because... These guys are so good at throwing and catching this disc because they do it so much that there are not a lot of turnovers. Mm. And so any turnover and any points scored the other direction when you're able to break is huge because it's almost a two-point swing. They didn't score and you did. Mm. And that turns out in Arena League, there's something similar to giving up uh, a, a turnover that turns into points, especially when you can't seem to force the other team to make a mistake, which is probably where you're going next as we talk about the North Texas Bulls and what you saw that you liked there. Well, it, that's exactly right with the North Texas Bulls. When we received, so we reached out to uh, Tyrone Washington, yep. the, the, the owner of the Bulls, prior to the game, because as a broadcast, we need to know it certainly who's, who's going to be on the field. <laughs> it helps when you know who's going to be on the field. Sure. So numbers and names. We, and we asked for roster information, and we got some information, and two things jumped off of that page to, to me right away, and I think to you too, Philip. And what were they? Um, the first thing that jumped off the page to me was I, I always firstly go down the measurables and I look at height and weight and especially right. look at the line. Yeah. And I saw the size of, of their linemen, uh, particularly the one six, uh, six, eight, eight 350, 350 pounds. pounds. It was all of that, man. There were some big boys. There. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was in the back, you know, and I could see them. I'm like, oh, my God, they're getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> as, and more, the more they come in, I was a little scared. I was like, oh, my sure. gosh. Yeah, uh, so um, I think he played. Uh, I I listened to the the Bulls broadcast to get yeah. some insider information there, and I think he played professional basketball outside of the United States. But he did play professional basketball at one Doesn't point. Doesn't surprise wow. me at all, man. Yeah, big big you guy. Put that He's guy, a big guy. You put that guy down by the paint, you're scoring points. Right. Oh yeah. Scoring points. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were some other guys. That were you know not quite as big, but were still really really large mountains of men. Yes. Right. So I saw this and I said, okay, that's if you have a big massive line, if they're they have any kind of mobility, um, and you put them in front of a quarterback who's got you know any, who's decent or has any kind of you know, resume, any kind of skills um, that can analyze a defense and right. pick it apart, then you're going to have a, a real challenge. So then we go and look at the quarterback. And the first thing that you noticed, Philip, was... He's my age. He's yeah. 40 years old. 40 years old. <laughs> Are you so sure we're he's like, 40? No quarterback. Yeah. Well, okay, just he's, he's likely not going to be very mobile. But so behind, you know what this means. Yeah. He's my age. So you could go... So I could go play yes, quarterback. That's what it means. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> just let it marinate there. Right, so we start looking into uh, Kent Jr. Robert Kent Jr. Robert Kent Jr. And I look at his resume... Wow. Undrafted free agent by the Tennessee Titans. Spent a little bit of time there. Then August twenty sixth of two thousand four, and I remember that because it was two days after I got married. Oh, yeah. okay. He wow. started in the NFL two days after I got married. 
he, something. he can have the NFL. I'm much more. <laughs> I'm much happier where I'm at. Okay. Oh, yeah. Went over to the. Uh, by the way, Greg Nelson says he'll see you at the gym in the morning. Oh, there oh, you yeah. go. <laughs> you wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Spent some time in the Canadian Football League. He did all across the different arena football leagues. He has. Had some MVP seasons yep. oh, in those God. arena football seasons. Uh, through for you know multiple four thousand yard or six thousand yard uh, seasons with. I don't, I don't remember, but uh, astronomical amounts of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and I said, this is an experienced quarterback. Played for an American Arena League championship, championship. Mm-hmm. in yep. 2018, so not that not far that removed ago. from yeah. that. That's... Not that long ago. I said, this is an experienced quarterback. Started a game for the San Antonio Talons back the in Talons. 2007, That's right. uh, That's right. 2013. He did. And since we're throwing out information that. out there, he, was also, <laughs> he also had a, a job outside of football. This is cool. I know about that. This I was cool. bragging about that. He was a that. stunt double for The Rock. And not in, anyone can say that. In, in a movie, no. which blew my mind. Yeah, there's only a couple of us that could have you, been stunt doubles for The Rock. A stunt? I there's only a few of us. So it's exactly as James Stolt is saying right now. James Stolt is the defensive coordinator yes. for the San Antonio Gunslingers. He said Robert Kent was an amazing QB for them. Got to give their QB credit. He didn't force passes and is an arena vet in Texas. He was amazed yeah, by his ability as a thrower. The guy, I saw, yeah, all that experience yeah, no he had. Man. I saw that on paper, and I mm-hmm. said, you put him behind a, a few mountains right. and right. give him time to look down the field, he's going to pick a defense apart. Incredible right. touch. He found the guy that was open. Uh, we've talked before that, you know, in football, there's, there's actually usually a receiver open. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, more often than not, there's you just got to find the open guy. Robert Kent did a great job of finding the open guy. He sure did. He sure did. And so the key was we we were. I said before that I talked to you. I said the key was we're going to have to get some pressure on him. Like right. We're going to have to get lots of pressure on him. And and we did to to an extent. But but he knew he knew how savvy veteran. He knew how to handle that pressure. Right. He knew how to handle it. He I mean he had he played a great game. Um, I, I think there was a fan that had a little exchange with him over on, on one sideline um, and uh, was, was kind of talking to him through a megaphone or something like that. Was and it then, the guy with the, the gunslingers? Bull, was it the guy with, with the, the bullhorn? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. and, and then immediately the next play, he threw a touchdown pass and went over to that fan to shake his hand. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean... He had an incredible game. Definitely the player of the game. Davis um, Holland, sure. a rookie for them, had an incredible game. Number four. I was going to um, say number four and eight. He seemed to like them a lot. And yeah, he, he did. Threw, he yeah. really threw a lot of the yeah. balls to them. Now I would have loved if there was like a roster that we could have seen. We had one. I no, know y'all did. I'm talking about, <laughs> us, talking about the, the fans. What is it called? The program. The program. We need, uh, yeah. we need gotcha. a program. You yeah. know, I think. But <laughs> I definitely saw. You could see a calmness over him when he was when he had the ball. He was very calm. He was. He was a veteran. And then and when he threw the ball, it just like glided through the air. And, and then again, four and eight. Were, that comes those with experience. Favorite. Of course, it was very. It was very obvious. Well, and James, of all people, for James, the the defensive coordinator, the guy that put together the defense, right that Robert Kent went up against for him to come on and say, hey, give him his credit. Of course. He's a good quarterback. Um, that means something. Of course. Because There's a lot of respect what, you know, it, A lot of respect. James is recognizing that was not a fluke. And guess what? We see this team two more times this season. I know. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. De- definite veteran quarterback. He, he saw the field very well. He had great touch on his balls. I mean, I will be shocked 
I will be shocked if he is not the best quarterback we see on the uh, on any opposition he's this a, entire season. I, I, I don't think it'll. I, I don't think it'll get any better than that. He's a big guy. He's got a little bit of mobility, and he's got a great. I mean, he's just got great touch. Yeah, he, does. he, he yeah. places the ball right where he wants to. I saw more uh, throws that were right on than throws that were way off. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and, and despite all of that, the gunslingers were in the game. That's they true. Were right. They were in the so game. So is this anything to worry about? You lost a game uh, 62 to 48. Well, here's the thing. There was only one other AAL game this weekend. Yep. And those teams, uh, the, the final score in that game, the winning team had 48. So obviously the losing team had less, mm-hmm. which means uh, of all the teams that have played in the AAL, we've had the second most points. We just happened to play the team this week that had the first. Right. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, it's not the end of the world. No. It's a football. It's a loss on a football field, and those stink. You never like to take them. I know the coaching staff in particular, and head coach Tony Hernandez, and uh, was not happy with the fact that we we lost the game. That's not what we wanted. That's not what any of us wanted to see. That's not what right. you want to do at home. No. Nobody wants a loss that stings, especially right. your home opener. The first but, game, but on on a whole, I felt like uh, North Texas conducted themselves fairly well there's one time i would say they didn't or or you know one play really that there was a problem with the time they got a flag and i'm gonna bring it out and i'm gonna talk about it because i think it was bush league and i don't care that we're in the aal and i don't care that we're playing in the san antonio rose palace and uh you know on a turf that uh, you know i don't care about any of that stuff conduct yourself a certain way true and the player, and it wasn't number four because w- that would have no, clicked to my a- mind. Autry, I believe, one of the linebacker on, on whoever it was. He got an interception. He's running it back down the field on the gunslinger side of the ball, of the field. Coach Tony is walking the field as the coaches are allowed to do. They are there on the field. If they get run over, it's on them. They need to get out of the way. But he's up against the dashboard, and that linebacker decided to shake the ball in Coach Tony Hernandez's face, and I I felt like. That's Bush League. Well, that's not cool. And I know it that the North Texas Bulls are listening right now because mm-hmm. they made sure they pointed to me and said, hey, we want to hear that podcast on Wednesday. Great. Oh, hey, yeah. They yeah. Guys, that too. congratulations. Yep. You won the game. You conducted yourself very well for the most part. But that one play, I do, I, I have an issue with that. I, I would hope that that would be addressed. Now, the flag was picked up. You know why the flag was picked up? I don't. Because the taunt happened during the play. You cannot taunt after a play is over, but oh. during the play, there is no rule against oh, I that. that. I did not know that. And so they picked up the flag. The referee saw it, recognized it was wrong by instinct, pure instinct, threw yeah. the flag. But then they had to consult and they said, wait, it happened during the play, not after right. the play. Therefore, mm. it's, it's not by rule a yeah, penalty. I'm not, I'm not mad that you beat us. It is what it is. Yeah. And and. I know Tyrone is listening right now, and he wants to make sure I give them their credit. I'm giving you all the credit. You came into um, a situation where I thought a lot of things were stacked against you. You were able to put uh, together a fairly solid game, and you were you put together a better game than the Gunslingers, and, and you won. That's all to your credit True. because I thought there was a lot stacked against you. So, we all did. But, but you congratulations. Know but that one deal, like I'm going to tell you right mm-hmm. now, I, I don't like that. You don't do but, that. But you know what? Certain people have long memories, and you can probably put right, in, if not at the top, right near the top of that list, you could put head football coaches. 
Uh, yeah. That'll have mm-hmm. long memories. And I'm sure Coach Tony Hernandez, I know he was watching earlier. I don't know if he's still on there. Right. But I'm sure that's something he's going to remember the next time these two teams. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. <laughs> and, and probably everyone on the team, on the roster, yeah. all those players are going to remember that. And, so, I, and I know the team listens because one of the players said to me, oh, you're the one that said slaughter the bulls. I was like, ah. oh, <laughs> me, little me? No, I didn't say that. What I'm like, you don't talk like that, are I was like, what? That's so... Me. Uh, that's the game on the field. That's really, I mean, we could go deep and we could talk, but there's so much more to talk about. Um, it, it's a loss. Nobody likes to take a loss. Now they go um, out to Mississippi for what will be a difficult game uh, simply because you tra- you have to travel. You don't have any idea of what. Now, on the other side of that, they're going to deal with all the first game jitter stuff. True. Yeah. Whereas the gunslingers have that out of the way right. on some yeah. on some level. Uh, you know, we know what to expect. We know what works in a game. You know, we've played a game. We've seen a game. Um, the Raiders, you know, uh, they might have to deal with some of those first game jitters, and that might give the gunslingers a, yeah, enough advantage. of an edge. Yeah. Yeah. They're also going to deal with an angry gunslinger team. They are. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was not a, a player, a coach, or <laughs> an owner that was uh, happy on Saturday night. No. and. And winning cures a lot. I feel like if that had been a win for the gunslingers, um, some of the other issues right. wouldn't have stung easy, so yeah, much. Easy to swallow, but, but yeah. a loss on top of all that, it just kind of hurt a little bit. A little bit? A lot. No, <laughs> a little bit, because there were good things. No, there, oh, there there were, were, and we're going to talk some things. about yeah. that in the next segment. Some of the upside of that, though, is we can get all the 9-0 and o talk nonsense back behind us now. Right. It's right. out of the way. We don't have to worry Eight about that. from this <laughs> one. <laughs> so, Jason, sorry. It's not going to be a uh, thought. So, we're going to take a break here, and we're going to uh, be back here in a second, and we're going to talk about off-the-field stuff. We're going to talk about some tailgating. Sure. And we're going to talk about the uh, venue itself and good things and bad things because there were both. Um, so stick right here. Smoking on the podcast, Philip Higginbottom, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, and Dolores Yamas hanging out with us today. Uh, hang out right here and we'll be right back. San Antonio gunslingers are in business, like Woo! for sure. And yep. so is the Smoking Guns podcast. And you know what? There are going to be down weeks in the season. That's just the way the schedule works out. There yeah. are bye weeks. The players get to rest. They get to relax. We're not going to rest and relax. Not at all. Heck I no. mean, we are kind of. We're going to go hang out at JD's Bar and Grill. Let's For party. sure. Yeah. Let's go party at JD's Bar and Grill. It pool, is. darts. They got, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. Pool, darts. Yeah. What else they got? Drinks. Right? At a bar? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy, right? Food. Lots of parking. Where are they located out there? At 2000 Southeast Loop 410. Easiest way to find them is to go to the Rigsby exit mm-hmm. and then drive outside of the loop. That's right. Past They're the Walmart. In first parking lot on the north side of Rigsby. Uh, Walmart mm-hmm. is in that same parking lot. They are all the way around the corner from Walmart, right up against 410 just north of Rigsby, um, right there at the Rigsby exit. It says JD Sports Bar on their sign. You'll see them as they drive by. I wave every time. Uh, Live out that way, so I go by there an awful lot. Yeah, we need to set up a a get-together there. For sure. Maybe we can get some players. I know you guys listen to the show. Maybe we'll have some volunteers to come out and hang with us so that fans can come out and meet and and greet with y'all. Let us know if you'd be down for something like that. We're going to pick out a Monday. 
when there's not a game, there's not a game that week, we've had a chance to rest up and this is our only gunslingers. And there's some of those coming up Yep. yep. and we'll just go out we'll record the podcast there Live. and we won't, well, we won't go live on Facebook. The only way you're oh, going to be able right. to be involved is to be in the house. You have to be there. Right. Um, to be there. And we'll record it and everybody will get to hear it, but we'll bring some fans on. Um, JD's Bar and Grill. Don't wait till then to visit them. Mm-mm. Go in, wear your gunslingers gear. Say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Smoking Guns podcast. They've invested in us. Let's go invest in them. Yeah. Let's go spend some money there. You're going to go get a drink somewhere to watch the Spurs. That's right. Or watch, or whatever. Uh, you know, whatever you want to watch. Go watch it there. Um, go get some food. They got some food on their grill. It's a bar and grill. So go Maybe order some food. Maybe they can make a gunslinger drink special. We, we need to get on, get them on that, huh? I'm going to call them tomorrow. So they're a great sponsor. Go check them out. JD's Bar and Grill. Also a great sponsor of ours. Guys that we were excited about. We got to see um, their stuff all over the stadium the That's other day. Right. Teardrop Pepper Company. We've been talking about them for a long time. If you have missed out on Teardrop Pepper Company, that's on you at this point. Go get some. Get on it now. Like, Trust get me. Get some. Golden Habanero, Supreme Serrano. They've got both flavors. Both are amazing. Delicious. Um, Golden Habanero is my favorite. Mine, I had some pizza last night. Put it on there. I'm going to put love it on, on some, some pizza, pizza right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teardrop Pepper Company is making their hot sauce up there in hand making their hot sauce. That's true. Up there in uh, Austin. So you can't find it in HEB. You're not going to find it in stores. You need to go online to teardroppepperco.com or go to their social media pages. They're all at Teardrop Pepper Co. Use the offer code ARENA, A R E N A. Save 10% on your order. Get it ordered now. What are you waiting for? And you're like, Philip, I'm not waiting. I ordered some. Well, then you should already have ordered again by now. That's right. <laughs> because you need to keep that stuff on hey. hand. Um, certainly, as we get further into the tailgate season, you're going to want to have Teardrop Pepper Company. I think they're going to show up at the tailgate. Golden Habanero. Are they? Yep. Man, I, I hope so. Uh, they need to bring, sell out. Yeah, they need to bring their stuff, set up, have some people taste test, and then just sell that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bring some T-shirts, too. I want a Teardrop Pepper Company T-shirt, and I'll buy one. If, uh, I, I guess yeah. I could go online and buy it, but mm-hmm. I'll buy one if they'll bring one out. Chris and Sarah, listen. Same. Um, teardroppepperco.com. Check them out. And, uh, Teardrop Pepper Co. on all of the social media. Go give them your business. Uh, put it on everything. They'll make some more. Smoking Guns Podcast. Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, and Dolores Yamas hanging out. Um, and you said, as we took a break, you're like, let me know if I'm talking too much. You're not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just making <it> sure. <laughs> um, but this is the part where we do want to hear from you because you had, um, we all had different experiences of the game. Leo and I had very much, you know, sort of similar experiences. RC was kind of all over the place. I was all over the place. And, and you were a fan in the stands. So you have, you have a... Um, Different perspective. Different perspective than the rest of us. And that's why we wanted to, we finally talked you into being on the show. This is not the first time we've asked. Right. Yeah, this um, is your many, home. Many for Dolores. So we come into her home, uh, you know, once every other show or so. Yeah, that's true. And we've tried to talk her on before. We finally uh, got her to come on because uh, you were there. You saw it um, alongside some of our new fans. Some old fans of San Antonio football were out there. Uh, saw all kinds of people. We saw yes. Uh, who you, you're always the one with the lists of people. Who all did you see out there? Well, of course, uh, Greg and Kimberly Nelson. Greg and Kim. Uh, Steve O yep. was there. 
Steve, yeah, super fans. Steve, can't super fans. Uh, and then it seemed like each player had their own little posse. They did. Like they had like the David Oliveira was all liberal. in eighteen yes. jerseys. That yes. was so cool. Yeah. And then Cameron Johnson, I talked to his mom and I think his girlfriend mm-hmm. out there. And so th- it was really cool because there was some new people and some old people. Not old people, old friends, I should say. New friends and old friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like the tasting element that we had samples um, from the Whiskey River. Yeah, Devil's River Devil Whiskey. River, yes, that Devil's one. Devil's River Whiskey was out there with their tailgating crew. And then there was also the um, Coach's Corner, and then they had the barbecue. Those guys were having a great time. Yes, oh, yeah, oh my were. gosh. The San Antonio yeah. Police Department, I was mm-hmm. out there cooking. Good burgers. And, um, good burgers, and we had chips, and, and the toppings, and everything was really great. Um, they had cowbells for sale. I don't know if you saw I that. saw those. And then Dudley was out there. Uh, yeah. And with the commander's jacket. Yeah. He had his uh, a lot of commander's a lot. stuff. I saw some Talon stuff. Yeah, I, I saw, saw some jerseys. Cowboys yeah. um, stuff. Obviously, this is Cowboys country. I made a new friend. Um, what it is. Was it Lorenzo? He's my new dance partner. Lorenzo. So Lorenzo yes. has actually commented and he <laughs> said on his here. one yeah. thing was concession stand. Which oh. he brought up to RC. Yes. He was yeah. was he did he love the concession stand or did he have an issue with the concession? I think him and I were both waiting like over an hour for our drinks. They were waiting in line for yes. over okay. an hour. Yeah. So I mean and I just ordered a Diet Coke. So that's a long time to wait for a Diet Coke. For an hour? So, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't in line. I think it was and for um, that gotcha. RB went. So that's yeah, a he, good and a bad thing. It's good because if there's lines at the concession stand, it means, means you have a lot of people there <laughs> right, and they're right. buying, they're enjoying but themselves and buying foods and drinks. But slow. if you're waiting that long, yeah. then maybe we they're not. That's a problem. Yeah, staff. I think they that should be have like some mm-hmm. more drinks on the sides. You know, like when they have those big well, old barrels with ice and beer. beer. Yeah, passing beer around or something. Um, so that was one just of just passing beer. <laughs> no, you got to pay for those. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's what they do outside in the parking lot before the game. Yes, yes. So. So okay, there's and some some other pros about the or cons about the outside. Which you gonna give me? Like I'm gonna give you a con for because I kind of went with the pros earlier. So one of the cons was that, um, and I've never experienced this in a in a other tailgating experience. There was poop on the grounds. Well, we have a horse there. Well, no, I, I understand that, but I've never one. been tailgating where there's so, poop. I had to watch out for the poop. I didn't like that. I have a friend who was there, and I I talked to him earlier. No, I okay. talked to him earlier today. <laughs> And he said he thought he actually enjoyed that. He thought it was hilarious he that there was a it. pile of of horse <laughs> poop, and uh, he said just you know twenty feet away there was a football game going on from a pile of poop, which <laughs> yep. he thought was funny. Okay, so, it's a rodeo hey, arena. That's what happens when you you you're inside a rodeo arena and your team is the gunslingers and you have a, a live cowboy mascot well, just, on a horse. I think that's what I really enjoyed, like the whole atmosphere. Like it kind of went with the motif. It does. You know, I mean, it absolutely. They brought that in specially. I don't know. So a couple of thoughts. And, and, go, and going with that theme, there was no porta potties outside. But, you know, so yeah. that was that was a little difficult. That could be a downer for the for that the could tailgating. Be so the, we got several fans checking in. Lorenzo and Greg saying uh, maybe separate beer and mixed drinks. That's true. Maybe, yeah. Uh, That's that true. might help. Good suggestion. That I might like help that. move things through. And uh, guys, I'll tell you for sure, the team is listening. In fact, Coach Q just checked in and said, um, just so you know, there are two bars, and um, he's going to do his best to uh, make sure we have some signage or, or some way to let people know um, that there are two different opportunities for them to get their stuff. Now, Greg says upstairs was cash only. 
So oh, that's a that's, that's a concern. That's a concern. Yes. Now um, I volunteer to be the shot girl. I think we need a shot girl. Like, Smoking guns and then a shot. You know. You're willing to have everybody buy you a shot. I don't understand. No, what you pass out the shot. You're not willing for everybody to buy you a well, shot. Well, you can. I wonder for. I I guess, but usually it's tailgating. Everyone gives me shots, but that's okay. Well, you know who was in was charge no, of that? This who was? Year? It was Cecilia. Cecilia kept giving people shots. Oh, she did amazing. Yeah, Warren's she's wife. Yeah. Cecilia loves to, for some yeah, reason, loves amazing. to give my wife shots at football tailgates. That, I that carried that over well, I was from the water, Commanders. Yeah, yeah, I did. So there you go. Well, we know the, the shot girl. We know the team's mm-hmm. listening. Uh, we know that uh, the idea of separating maybe beer and mixed drinks. Good idea. Um, plus, I mean, if we could get, uh, you know, you never know what you can get as far as staff or volunteers available, but uh, having some folks with the non-alcoholic drinks the waters and that kind of stuff that are in the crowd might help alleviate some of that at the bar too i think so too so there's that um and then uh so tailgating was fun it was it it was was slow it was slow i mean i know some we started or it was available to come out at 12 o'clock right and i called i think rod who's from the coach's corner like around two ish and I was like, who's all out there? And he's like, the San Antonio police, myself, and some chickens. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so maybe I'll stay home a little bit longer. So, I mean, that was an indication because usually I know at some other tailgates, people go for a long time, four right. or five hours, you know. Sure. But this was a big gap. It was like from 12 to like 7.30. Yeah. So even when I got there about 2.30-ish, there was a handful of cars. Well- and I'm going to be really honest with you. The reason they made all of that time available was because folks told them, we want to tailgate. Like, right. that's and something where were that we've they? all heard. Where were they? And there was a small group of tailgaters There's, out right. there that had a great time. Like, we stood around and, and chatted, and mm-hmm. I had, um, like, 10 arguments with the same guy about Dak Prescott. <laughs> I don't remember who that was, but, mm-hmm. you know, we we talked about, because he doesn't think Dak Prescott is that good a quarterback. And oh, okay. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's people out there that want to help. I mean, we have Brandy Richardson sure. who's offering her services in the comments right now. All right, Brandy. And her comments are going to be seen by, you know, people that are involved with the, ta- with the team. So uh, maybe we can make some connections. One thing I want to bring up that was mentioned to me off of off of here by uh, someone who was at the game um, and is, is an easy fix, so I want to make sure I mention it. Because of the vantage point of the stands – and then you have the little walkway and then the railing between right. that has the, the dasher board seating between the, so in the field. So you have the field, mm-hmm. the dasher board seating, the rail, then a walkway, yeah. and then the stands. For people that were in the stands, for some reason, people walking through the walkway would just stop, lean on the rail, and yeah. watch the action. Meanwhile, the people in the stands behind them Couldn't were see. unable to yep. see so there might be a way to, to kind of regulate those railings on the outside mm-hmm. of the dashboards and say no standing on the rails because that would that would help uh, other other people to be able to enjoy the action. That's this a is good, a thing a people point. do I'm in almost every sporting event I've ever been to, <laughs> including and most usually I see this a big problem at high school football high games, school for sure is people going down to the fencing and stopping and watching from there. And what they don't recognize, I don't think they're malicious. I don't think they're, no. they're, they're, they mean to do it. But what happens is when you do that, you're blocking everybody that's in their seat behind you. And so they're having to duck and dodge and dive and uh, around you to be able to see football. Um, if you're headed somewhere, get there and get back to your seat as soon as you can. If you're not headed somewhere, find a seat. Um, it just, it, it's common courtesy. And I know that nobody's meaning to do that. Right. Right. Um, but it is, it is just, it makes it more difficult for other folks that are in the stand. And I've seen fistfights 
over that kind of stuff at high school football games. Um, and they don't even serve beer at a high school football game. Uh, they're serving beer out there. So just, just be courteous when you can. Um, if you're making your way somewhere, you need to go to the restroom, you need to go get a drink, you need um, whatever, go do that. Right. And then come on back to your seat. But if you're, if you're uh, just watching the game, find a seat. And there are no, it's not like, well, I got to go right. all the way back over to my seat. Sit down right there. There are no sign seats. That's the easy um, walk fix. yourself just, down, just man. Put a sign there, you know, no standing, you know, by the rail. I think that's an easy fix. Yeah, it's easy to print out signs that says yeah. no standing on yeah. the rail and then just tape them to the rail all the way down. Yeah, right. that's yeah. an easy fix. Um, so there's that side of things. Restrooms. Um, there's only one female restroom. Yeah, so there's something that, you know, for a certain amount of money can get fixed. There's there's yeah. always porta potties. I know everybody doesn't love the idea of porta potties, hey, but it, when you got to go, you got to go. It's a place. <laughs> um, so there's that opportunity. Um, let's talk a little bit about the facility itself. Um, in regards to a place to play football, it's, it's a rodeo arena. I know that. It was never built for, uh, football. It wasn't originally built for football. True. Let's say it that way. Right. Let me say this. I think I, I did. I have seen some complaints. There were some people who thought it was a puzzling you know, facility for a football game, I think. And the, to their credit, like I said, I watched the Bulls broadcast because I wanted to see what their opinion was and I wanted to get some insider information from that side. And they were amazed. Right. They said, the guy said, I can't believe the amount of effort that went into really convert this rodeo facility. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this and I'm amazed because it's, it's a, it's a football field. He's like, they've done a great job converting it into a football field. So, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into that, but, um, and, and some people, I, I saw some negative feedback on that, but I think more of that was for people that weren't there. That's yeah. true. I think a lot of that was from people that weren't there. And I, as the broadcast, part of the broadcast team, I want to take some responsibility for that because... I think the vantage point that we, well, it's not that we chose that vantage point. It's that we were told, hey, this is the press booth. This is where you'll be working from. That was probably the worst vantage point of the facility. I think it was. If we were on the other side, for those of you that have, that maybe watched the, the stream of the Bulls, you could actually see where the stands were. You could see the uh, the concession stand. You could you had a much better view of the balcony overhanging next to the bar that was on the second level. Yep. Oh, and sure. it just looks much more significant than just how some of these people are saying it's literally a barn. It's a lot more than that. It really is. And a, lo- and a lot of work went into making this a playable football venue. And the people that were there, for the most part, the people I've talked to, they thought it was kind of awesome and very yeah. intimate yeah. Um, right on the action and had a great time. And one thing I'll mention that as a fan <laughs> perspective was that when we had to come into the stadium or to the rodeo place, arena, uh, the, arena, arena. Okay, the arena, um, they had it clearly divided. If you were going to purchase tickets or if you already have purchased tickets and if right. you were a season holder ticket, ticket holder. And the line was a long line. I was really surprised. I even yeah. took pictures of that. So and then going up, they just scanned it right. and it was easy breezy. And sure. then we yeah, got the card. A lot of people were asking, how are we going to do this? How is it going to work? Very efficient. Right. Very efficient. Yeah. Uh, Greg Nelson having an arena football game in a, in Texas in a rodeo arena 
for a team called the Gunslingers is Poro San Antonio. He's Puro right. San Antonio. Absolutely agree. Los right. Pistoleros. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and the other thing that, you know, I know people probably think, well, what about the roof? And it did get involved at a couple. That's a home field advantage. Yes. Mm. Because the only teams that are going to kick the ball into the roof is the other team. Manny's, <laughs> Manny knows better. Right. He's going to be playing there. I realize he wasn't kicking this week, but when we see him, like I've seen the guy kick, he kicks right. on a straight yeah, line. Yeah. You're not going to have a problem with him hitting the roof. Uh, so the only teams that are, and so you're going to get the ball on the 25 instead of getting the ball, you know, wherever you return it to. That's not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> that's a home field yeah. advantage that the, that you're used to and they're not. Right. Um, that, that's why the Bulls were doing all the squid kicks that they were right. doing because yeah. when they tried to a they, conventional kick, it was hit hitting the, the crossbars. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and why they weren't doing extra point conversions and only going for two. That's true. Right. Because the one time they tried it, he hit the he hit his line or the yeah. fullback right in the back. Yeah, he had to because he was trying to keep it low. <laughs> um, so that is the uh, part of the facility. Now, obviously, let's talk about the football part of the facility. Let's talk specifically about um, the two items that I think are the biggest critiques of the event, and that is the field yes. and the scoreboard. Oh, there, maybe there's three then. The dasher boards were driving me crazy because those signs kept falling off, and they had to actually stop the game one or two times because they kept uh, that. So maybe three points. So I'll tell you, <laughs> I, can, I think the dasher board issue mm-hmm. um, is something that gets fixed as the field gets fixed when they don't have – they had to spend – they spent hours and hours and hours trying to make the field playable. Right. I was there. Um and when they did that, that took time away from what they could do setting up everything around the field. That's so a fact. the dasher boards, the the actual plastic piece of the dasher boards, and right. then the padding and the advertising. Um, yeah, the advertisements that went over the padding was within the last hour or so before people walked in because they were working on the field. The field, right? Um, so as the field gets corrected, and we're going to talk about all of that here in a minute, okay. um, I, I think they will have more time to spend more time getting that. So I, I think one caused the other. I Got understand it. what you're saying, yep. but I think one caused the other. Um, <laughs> Warren Hebert, you're actually watching a podcast. You're actually watching <laughs> the podcast, which is rare for you, brother. Right. <laughs> We've heard you don't even listen. What? Sometimes, right? <laughs> Man. Um, so let's talk first about the scoreboard side of things. Yes. yes. Um, there are ideas that you have sometimes and you're like, this will work. And you don't realize until you get it set up that this will not work. Right. And at that point, it's too late to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Now realize that there was no other opportunity to get in the facility to test certain things. We have very small windows to get in. And check something. And by the point you check it, it's too late. Um, As far as we knew, and we were part of this scoreboard conversation, as far as we knew, it it should have worked out, but it didn't. And that was obvious. We were going to be broadcasting the live stream of the game on the video screen that you saw. It was set up. It was there. Uh Uh, And we were going to broadcast that there. Um, Now, there was a problem with broadcasting it there. That's on me. I didn't read something fully as far as instructions. And and so that's on me that it wasn't up there the whole time. But you know what? You didn't know that because you couldn't see it. You couldn't see it when it was up there. Um, Yeah, you couldn't see it. it. it, In all reality, 
there should have been, we should have done a lot more research on exactly what we needed. Remember, there was no soft open. There was no. no preseason game. There were no opportunities to check some of these things. And this was one of those things that if we'd had an opportunity to get in and see it, we would have gone, well, this isn't going to work. Right. And we would have something else in place. So when you come out to the San Antonio Rose Palace next time, and, and I know, I see you. I, Greg Nelson says scoreboard. Kelly Bond says scoreboard. Yeah, it's a big deal because what, you know, how much time is left in the game? What is the score? What down is it? All of those questions I totally get. I would be very frustrated myself. Absolutely. As a fan, if I couldn't get that information in the arena as I'm watching the game, that's, that's, that's going to get fixed. Um, yep. Understand that that is going to be fixed. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can't do it. it. They had a plan in place. That plan just didn't work. Didn't work. Yep. It's not like they came in and were like, man, forget them. They don't need a scoreboard. We had something. It just didn't work the way we thought it was going to work. And by the time we realized it wasn't going to work, um, it, it was too late to do anything else. Can, can I tell you a funny story about that? Sure. Okay, so, you know, we were in, in charge what of kind of put, c- putting that thing together, right? The big blow up. I kind of in charge. We okay. were in charge of putting yeah. that so thing up. As they're trying to blow it up, Philip goes, hey, RC, come hold this. And if you let it go, it's going to fly away. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So literally, I'm hugging the, the end of this thing. <laughs> so you won't fly away. So I, so I don't want, want to fly away. I don't so want, let me tell you something me. about an inflatable scoreboard in the Rose Palace. And the um, wind is blowing, okay? There is wind blowing in that open end because there's an open end on one side. When you set up a giant inflatable <laughs> scoreboard with a screen on it, it is nothing but a big sail. Yeah, that's what it was. And I'm at one end literally hugging this thing, trying to keep it down. You guys are trying to put the stakes in there in this hard dirt. The no one had a hammer. I think we're trying to use a water bottle. I mean, it was a hot mess. The but fact, I would not let go of that. The fact I, that it never took off during the game, I actually see as a win. Yes. I was going to hold Success. it. It didn't fall. Fly away. Right. I mean, we didn't get the score up there and we can watch the video on it. But, but it I'm going to tell you away. right now, it did not fly away. That is success on some level. Yeah. Um, and we were not prepared to do that no. by any means. We didn't come in with the expectation. Again, but because of the field. The field took were, so much of their time. And effort. And so let's get on to that because that's the big thing that everybody wants to talk about. And we want to talk to you about it. For sure. Um, first thing you need to know about the field is... Uh, I don't know if you realize this or not. It was bought secondhand. What? Shocker. <laughs> that was not a brand new field. No way. I can't believe it. It wasn't. Um, when they purchased it, it was, my understanding from talking to the team is it, they were sold a bill of goods on it a little bit. They were told it was in better condition than it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they received it and they didn't have a place to check it. Because uh, who, who among us yeah. has um, a, a gigantic field. flat area that we can lay out a an arena football field in our yard to check it and make sure it's what we want? Not I. I don't want that. <laughs> and by the time they got a chance to do that, they realized they that there was a problem. It was oopsie. That they had less of a field and more of a jigsaw puzzle of turf. Yep. Uh, patchwork aside from that it was not uh the the markings on it were gibberish because Mm -hmm. it truly was a jigsaw puzzle of turf Mm -hmm. um and you could see that some through so they did their best to present it as well as they could they Mm -hmm. laid it out in some sort of format 
they cut off uh, excess edges that there shouldn't have been. Like if this is an arena turf, again, they, they were sold a little bit of a, a bill of goods. And you can say, well, they should have checked better, let the buyer beware, and all of that is true. And they understand that. Um, they, they were doing the best they could with the budget they had. And uh, we've all done that. If you've never made a decision on something because you were going to save money by going this way, and then found out you got sold a little bit of a bill of goods and you had to go and do it the right way anyway. Yeah. And you ended yeah. up losing money. If that's never happened to you, awesome. You're great. Yeah. yeah. But for most of us, that happens. Thumbs up to you. And that happened here. Um, so I, I don't know. Here's what I'll tell you. And and uh, I just saw that, you know, I lost it. Delia. Is that Delia. Yeah, Delia, Delia? L. Von Mal uh -huh. She says, are there plans to purchase a new, and she capitalizes new field. New, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel relatively certain. In fact, I talked with ownership today. Mm -hmm. yep. They are working hard on finding a better surface. Is it going to be a brand new surface? I don't know the answer to that right now. Um, but I know that I know they, they're looking into it. I yeah. know they're looking into it. I don't know that that is necessarily that it's going to be brand new. I don't know that it's not going to be. Right. I do know that as worried as you are about player safety, they are twice as worried about exactly. player safety. They are. There wasn't anybody in the gunslingers organization that looked down at that turf on Saturday and said, this is fine. This will work. Yeah. No, not, nobody, that, not no one. one. I talked with everybody there. I talked with all of the gunslingers organization. I talked with all the owners. I talked with the general manager. I talked with the head coach and the coaches on the staff. I talked with the players. I talked with North Texas players. I talked with the North Texas owner and their coaching staff. There was nobody that said, oh, no, this is fine. Um, they all said, yikes, this is not what we expected. Um, and that means they're going to have to fix it. Like there's nobody that wants to come back in and be there. And, and they're so I'm sorry. What you didn't see was that literally people were working ah, good all point. night long. It wasn't just, oh, we'll wait till the morning. No, right. they worked Friday when we got there. They worked all night long. And when we got there, even on Saturday, they were still working. On Adriana it. So it, brings, was, it wasn't by lack of effort at right. all. Adriana brings up a good point. She says they were also set back by a week long uh, ice and snowstorm That's that true. shut everything yeah, that down just true. a month ago. Mm -hmm. um, so that hurts and and uh, about the team being concerned with player safety sochi who is the right the, the team's uh sports medicine yep uh, uh personnel personnel and, and they're she's awesome the head of by that. the way yeah, we love very you. awesome crew love that you. she runs yes and by the way happy, happy birthday, birthday sochi she just had her birthday you yesterday bet. were we gonna sing happy birthday no, we're not no. going to do that. <laughs> I think you have um, to pay for that. She said oh, that's her I'm top priority, obviously, language. as well as the entire team, ownership, yeah. everyone from top to bottom. They love their players. Like I say, right. I talked with, I actually talked with um, the team today. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm singing happy birthday to her. Okay. Um, I talked with the team today. <laughs> I know that they are working on something because they are um, just as concerned with what they had to put on the turf. In fact, I uh, heard a rumor, and I can't confirm this or deny this because I don't, it's a rumor, so mm -hmm. take it for what it is. There was actually discussion on Thursday night about once they laid the turf out and got a look at it, that this may not be safe. We may have to cancel a game. Oh, okay. And they, they decided that, you know what, we got fans that are excited about this. Let's see if we can make it work. And 
To be fair, they made it work. They did. They did. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of comments. Thank God, no players got hurt. They well, spent that's the true. entire night making that work mm -hmm. through right. the night, patching it up, taping it up. There's a lot of yeah. passion there. A lot yeah. of passion painting to it. Make I've it got work. blue painting it. I got blue paint on the <laughs> shoes I'm wearing right now because they were the shoes that because I, I stepped on the turf while it was still wet. I got blue uh, paint. You're supposed you. to do that. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, but well, you did. Apparently not. Um, it, it is. It is an issue. It's not an issue that went unnoticed by anyone in any organization. It is not an issue that will stand. And my understanding is um, whatever it takes, we will have a different playing surface in place the next time that they play in the Rose Palace. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, if that is a concern of yours, good. You're concerned about players that you know very little about. That shows that you are a great fan. Uh, we were just as concerned. We It is being dealt with. Um, the scoreboard issue is something that's going to be dealt with. Uh, Kelly because, Bonds is asking about the tunnel. I thought we did a good job with the tunnel. The tunnel was there. Together. Yeah, the tunnel was there. And <laughs> Leo worked hard on putting, finding did. a place we for did. that tunnel. Uh, yes. I, had, I, I put some work in getting that tunnel just right. Yeah, we, some of we the set players up, helped us, right? Even we, uh, Williams? William, we kind of set up the video screen. I, I went ahead and just and set up the screen where I thought it was going to be the best place to set it up. And then we walked over and we were like, here you go. Here's your screen. And they were like, but the tunnel was going to go there. <laughs> uh, so our choices were move the screen and i don't know if we mentioned this already but the screen already wanted to move <laughs> so we couldn't unstake the screen um yeah, what we felt like happen. safely and so leo went down <laughs> and huffed and puffed and moved around <laughs> and got that tunnel set up where it could be but next to the video screen he amazes me sometimes um, <laughs> he's like the big bad wolf he was like moving it this way and moving it that way but at one point uh the uh, the tunnel is no longer useful, and so we we it was deflated, I guess, or unplugged. Because no, I did see oh, it laying no, on the ground. No, no, no I, was I, it no, up the whole time? I, I unplugged it and I deflated it after the after the game was <laughs> long was still, after the game was, was done. Okay, standing yeah, that was me. Um, that so was you. <laughs> the other thing that I need to we need to address is those of you that watch the game uh, and are not able to bank it out to Rose Palace. You wanted to check in and you wanted to watch it on a stream. And I will be really honest with you. We mapped out the way this was supposed to work. Yep. We set everything up the night before. We were there until midnight or so. Uh, Leo and I and Jonas were there. Um, and you were out there. Not that late. but You yeah. weren't out there that late, but you well, were out there yes, with us. Yes, I was. I was trying to help out We were running cable. Could. We were setting everything up. We did a test. You can actually go see that test. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> online. And then for whatever reason, um, we get to game day. And again, if you've never had this happen to you before, where you've tested, you've done everything you thought you needed to, and then you got to the time it really mattered and everything went on you, mm -hmm. good on you. That's awesome. But that happens from time to time, and it happened to us. We've already got plans in place. We're already working toward having a much clearer stream, a much, much better stream uh, as we go into the game in Mississippi. All of that is being worked on. I was just as frustrated as anybody else is. I really wanted to go back and watch it on mute because I hate listening to myself, believe it or not. I talk a what? lot. But, I don't believe that. Um, Who believes that, really? Who believes that? Do you believe that? No, no one should. <laughs> so Joey Come Fisher on. just came on, one of the gunslingers, oh, wide hi. receiver, um, and he wanted to be sure he mentioned, said he's he's played on, on worse fields. The the players all unanimously, they wanted right. to play so on it, excited. both sides, both yeah. teams. I mean, yeah, this is this is making dreams come true for some of those guys. I had some North Texas Bulls guys tell me that 
this is not this, we will play on worse surfaces as the year goes on. Yep. Um so and I had some folks, oh, you were telling me that uh the North Texas Bulls broadcast was was complimentary. They yeah, were. they were complimentary of, of how all, things of, looked. of the way things looked and how, all the work that went in to set it up and make it an actual playable facility. Um, so yeah, they were very complimentary of it, and he he thought it was amazing. I think it's really key that uh, Greg made a comment here for ownership um, that he wants them to understand that the real fans, you know, really appreciate everything that went in. People that were sure. there mm-hmm. had a great time, and they were appreciative appreciative of it. The discussion we're having about some of these shortcomings is only meant to help bring to the next level. So right. at the beginning, Philip made that like we're talking about all the great stuff that happened, but we're also for those that want to want to know or those that are questioning some of the things that they thought were not so great. Like or the we want to know that, that discouraged. Yes, no, we, know, we, we don't wanna... want them to be discouraged by and that look, because right. it is we're keeping you know, it real. I and mean, look, yeah. yeah, as far as the Facebook comments and some of that stuff goes. It doesn't matter what you do or how well you do it. In you're today's day and age, you're going to have drive-by naysayers that are going to poop on whatever you do. Right. Mm. Yep. Um, there are a certain group of people that are just going to find reasons to crap all over your work. And I want to give a big shout out to these two guys because yes. you guys <laughs> work so long and hard in this little room, which was really hot. It was and, hot up there. And the only thing I could do for you guys was to hydrate you. And I would try to bring you water like before the She did. She water, brought us a ton though, of water. And I had yeah. I had it on ice. And I asked, I go, is there any way you can get a bucket for the guys? And they're like, nope, you get a plastic bag. Okay, I'll, next time I'll bring a bucket, right? For, for, so, those, of, uh, for those of you that know um, what this means, like I drank five or six bottles of water through the time we were there. Mm-hmm. I never had to go to the bathroom at all. Wow. And if you know what that means, that means that I was sweating all of that out. Yeah. Uh, it was hot up there. Also, if we had to go to the bathroom, we wouldn't but have you been able gone. to. Yeah, we couldn't have gone. No. So, yeah. No, water yeah, pipes were busted. Connected, right? No, the water pipes were busted. No, um, you have to be connected, right, the whole entire time? Well, yeah. Also, we were doing a broadcast, so right. we had to call the game. We can't take We thought we were. Uh, by the way, we didn't. We knew we were getting complaints, uh, you know, some complaints back and forth during the broadcast. But let me tell you, once we are in broadcast mode, there's not a lot we can do. Like, uh, we were kind of stuck with what we're doing. But again, we're working on getting the broadcast fixed. We certainly want it 100% so that you guys can watch the game uh, in Mississippi. Unless you're driving out there. I know Kim and uh, Greg, are- uh, Greg are talking about coming out there. Let's do nice. it. Like, whole Gunslinger's Caravan needs to drive the nine and a half hours to Hattiesburg. And show up in the uh, convention center there in Hattiesburg. Come pick me up. There you go. <laughs> I won't be going this time, but uh, we'll Alba see. says Alba Nava, who is, by the way, a patron of the show. Um, she's also in the ownership group. She says ownership hasn't been able to sleep or have a second apiece. We love our players and our fans so 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 much. Uh, I, honestly, ownership group slept there overnight. They did, or, or were there overnight? I'm not sure how much. They they I don't know up. if there was a lot of sleep going. No. Uh, I, yeah. From Friday into Saturday, getting ready for this, um, what you saw was a lot of hard work. And I got great news for the guys in the ownership group and for you fans. Um, 15 months ago, they had an idea. Right, a dream. And now it's actually happened. And there mm-hmm. are things that yeah. need to be improved, and we all understand that. But the biggest part of the work has been done. Right. Like bringing something to fruition is hard, hard work. It's a and real they've made thing. that happen. Yep. And then on Friday when we were there, they had a team dinner, which we were invited to. 
And I was able to take pictures of all of the players when they got their jerseys. That was an exciting oh moment. For the most my part. Oh, my God. They were absolutely amazing. excited. Oh, about... my God. And that's when the turf was outside. It wasn't even inside yet. Right. And they were super excited just to get their jerseys. And I think their leggings, is that what they call them? I don't know what they, there was a white little package tights. that made the tights. I don't think they're called leggings or tights. I think they're called... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they, guys. They got something in a bag. Leggings <laughs> or tights. And they got something. Maybe it was their t-shirt. I don't know what it was. But they were just so excited to get that. And I was able to be there. We were able to be there and be part of it. So, I mean, it really means a lot to see the behind so, the scenes. I, I don't say this very often to people that I want to spend their money on something that I'm excited about. But if you're one of those drive-by naysayer kind of people that are like, I can't believe how terrible that mm. looked and it was awful and I can't believe they would. If you're one of those people that just wants to crap all over everything that these guys have worked so hard to put together, I got a message for you. Pound dirt. Go watch the other professional football team in town. Go, go, go spend your money somewhere else. They don't want you to, but I'd much rather you do that than naysay everything that some guys have worked really, really hard on. Yes. So... I want you to be a fan of the gunslingers, but if all you're going to do with that time and with your ticket uh, money and all of that kind of stuff is just complain and gripe and not see the, 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 the positive things and, that yeah. happened and that occurred on, on Saturday night, pound dirt, go watch something else, go to a Spurs game, spend eight times as much as you spent to go to a gunslingers game. Go watch the Spurs. Go plus, do that. Plus we have a, a pretty good uh, a core fan group that is pretty positive and it's gonna grow it's just, yeah. like it's gonna be a big thing and it's you're already grown it's already yeah grown. it grew yeah. that day that right. day, day of the game <laughs> yeah. and since then yeah. me seeing a little bit of the back end of the um san antonio gunslingers fan page uh because warren is the administrator of that page but he right. asked me to help him out a yeah, while back so i can see uh the requests and since the game People have been requesting to join the fan group. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that day, I mean, people were passing by. I know one group that Lully's told me about, um, they live in the area and they passed by and they saw right. the, the the hubbub. They saw the cars and they're the like, what, what's and going on there? And they just stopped in and right. had no idea what they were going to. And then they're like, oh, cool. It's we're a football back. game. Right. Yeah. There, there was an older couple who were sitting in front of us. They live in the area. They saw this big crowd of people coming, and they just pulled up and came just to the game. That's what he just said. Yeah. yeah, but this was like an old, I mean, it was a family that you were talking about, right? This was like an older couple. Gotcha. And so everyone really enjoyed themselves, even if they never, never knew a what a gunslinger was. Like, it was a they great time. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to gild the lily and say that everything was perfect. No. Yeah, no, there were things that need to be improved on. Right. But... I didn't talk to a whole lot of people that didn't have a great time. I, they're out there. Um, and, and they may never come to another San Antonio Gunslingers game again. And you know what? We, we can't cry over that. There are going to be people, even when things are really, really good, everything is working uh, like clockwork, that are going to come and go, eh, this isn't for me. Great. Okay. That's your thing. And, I, even if not... we, and even if we didn't know the score, it was so much fun. Like, you didn't even care. Well, you know what? It kind of makes you, it kind of gives you uh, an opportunity to talk to other people. Like, That's true. Hey, what's the score? Hey, do you have. Right. You know, so they were. Not a lot of people knew the rules either. They're like, what happened here? You know? Yeah. But it was all good. Right. It really was. Fans, and so. very entertaining. And we have to remember these are the players, are sons, their fathers. They're, you know, they're and they're living people. a dream yes. right now. They all have full-time jobs. Like they, they don't care yeah. that it's a jigsaw puzzle painted care. blue field. They did not care in the middle of a rodeo arena. Like they're playing professional football for the first time. Right. They, they are getting over the last few days, professional photos of themselves in uniform 
playing football. That means the world to those guys. And they right. know they're building something. Right. Yes. Like they know this isn't what it's always going to be like. Right. This is the start. This is go up from here. day one. And they're super excited. I know because I've talked to a bunch of those guys. They're excited what's going to happen in the future. They're excited of being a part of building a great tradition of professional football in San Antonio. They're excited about being a gunslinger. I it's, mean, it's going to be something down the road that you're going to want to say, I was in on it since the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is the beginning. Look, if they had millions of dollars to make all of these problems go away from the start, if all of that occurred, this never would have happened. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be really honest with you. If they had the financial ability to do all of this, they would have already invested it in other things that would make them more millions of dollars because that's what people with millions of dollars do. Mm-hmm. People with billions of dollars don't really build things from the ground up anymore. That doesn't happen a whole lot in our society. They invest their money in other people's that. stuff. Yeah. So uh, this is going to grow. This is going to be great. And you're going to say you were here from the beginning. And if that's not the attitude you have and you just want to crap all over it and look stupid and it was in a barn and the field was going to get somebody hurt. and This is stupid. Pounder, get out of here. <laughs> Done with you. We did miss uh, the Tundra group. Talking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where were they? Yeah. Michael Stevens. Man. Oh. Yeah. yeah Ruben get out was there. watching hey, earlier. Ruben, where are you? Hey, Ruben. Where are you? Where are you? Bring, bring your boys out, man. That's right. So here's what we're going to do. Noise. We're going to take another really quick break because um, this has been one of our longer segments in the middle. We don't usually run our segment long, but hey, we got a lot to talk about. We're excited. So we're going to take a break right here. We'll be right back after this. Smoking Guns Podcast, Filipino Mom, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, and Dolores Yamas. We'll be right back. Smoking Guns Podcast is proud to offer you a way to be a part of our team because we're a team. That's right. Uh, and we got team members all over the place. We, we got team members that help us out with uh, just their effort and their time. Mm -hmm. um, people like Dolores, who's on the show with us today. That's right. People like uh, Jonas, who work hard with us uh, during hard. the broadcast and help us make that go. You can yeah, be yeah. part of our team too, but you don't have to put out near that kind of work or effort. That's right. All you need to do is go to patreon.com slash smoking guns pod. That's smoking, no G guns with a Z P O D and sign up to be a patron of the smoking guns podcast. You can sign up for $5, $10 or $20 levels, and you can be a part of our team. We have a great group of patrons. We sure do. We love them. We love them. We saw a bunch of them uh, just the other day at mm -hmm. the game. We love to spend time with our patrons. We love to spend time with anybody. <laughs> But we love to spend time and see those people, and we want you to be a part of our team. We realize that not everybody can financially help us make the show go. That's okay. But if you can, head on over to patreon.com slash smokingunspod. Help us out. Help us make the show go. It's a big part of what we do, and it it's makes things help. that much easier. Go check us out and become part of the team. Smoking Guns Podcast. Philip Higginbotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, Dolores Yamas, sitting around the table talking about our experience there in the uh, San Antonio Rose Palace for the first game, the first ever Gunslingers game history. We watched history be made. That's true. Yes. We were part of it. And you too. Historical event. It was. It was a historical event. And uh, I, got, I got sort of testy with people a few minutes ago that, you know, want to just uh, complain and critique and, and gripe. Not here on the show, but no. Yeah. Um, and I told you to pound dirt. And you know, I've thought about it a little bit and, and I need to say something. Pound dirt. Go. <laughs> if you <laughs> thought I was going to apologize to you, you're wrong. 
There's um, a whole bunch of dirt at the Rose Palace, too. And hard, too. Don't do that. Get your shovel. Get your uh, shovel. So, one is in the books. But there's eight more to go. Wow. Eight um, more to go and, and five more at home. Ooh, yeah, for sure. That's exciting. That's it. That is exciting. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy Knox checking in right now. He's hey, going to actually make Jeremy. it on the... Uh, he brought out his soon-to-be brother-in-law for their... Uh, for his bachelor party there to wow. the game bought dashboard tickets had a great time he's a buddy of mine from out in lavernia we've done some ministry stuff together i actually performed jeremy's wedding wow. um, to his lovely wife jackie um they have a two three awesome sons um so jeremy what's up dude you mentioned the dasher board, Jeremy, be on there. And for those of you, and I know Greg Nelson was too, that were right. on the dasher board. Right over next to I would love to hear about what that experience is like <laughs> the on the dasher board. I think that's because what it was I, I don't have the guts to enter the danger zone. I'm too fat and too slow to move out of the way. <laughs> but for you guys that were that were out there, I would love whether in the comments or just at some point, just let us know what that was like. Um, I'm sure it was awesome, I, but I, also kind of scary. I saw one no, kid sure. like fly out of his seat on purpose because he was trying to be safe, you know? Yeah, you got to have your eyes on, the game. Up, on yes. the game when you're sitting along those dasher boards, for sure. <laughs> uh, so we've got another uh, game coming up already. Yeah. Like, it's already week two. I'm packing my bags. For, yeah, for sure. Because <gasps> uh, we are jumping on a bus. My understanding is anything can change things. <laughs> can um, but we're jumping on a bus on Friday. We are headed up to um, Hattiesburg with the team. They will take Woo! on the Mississippi Raiders. It is their first game, so we have virtually no information. I've reached out to the team to ask um, those preliminary questions. I had to get through week one before I started thinking about week two. <laughs> right. Um, and I have not received anything back unless it's been in the last few minutes because I hadn't looked on my Gmail. Nope. So you're leaving Friday, spending the night, and then what time is the game on Saturday? Uh, the game on Saturday is at 7 or 7.30. I've heard both. Yeah, I think I saw 7.30 is what I saw. And for but... that matter, apparently both were out there, at least as far as the North Texas Bulls were concerned. The both the were out there. They thought it was supposed to start at seven, at seven because yeah. their broadcast, I watched the first yeah, yeah, 30 minutes of it today um, while I was doing something else. And he kept saying, game was supposed to start at seven, so I'm not sure what's going on. But it wasn't. It was scheduled for 7.30. And they started about 7.34, if I remember correctly. So they were really close on that. Maybe it's just because they listened to our podcast so much and they heard us say we were going to go on around seven. Right. Maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's, that's, what it is. that's probably what it is. And um, then you're going to come back that same night? No. Yes. You're going to spend... No. Oh, yo, coming back We're going up night, Friday. Going up Friday. Yeah. We're going to go play a game on Saturday. Saturday, my understanding is they're going to jump on a bus in nine and a half hours back. Wow. Hope, they have, hope they have showers there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. I got to look okay. today at some pictures and some information about the facility. It's a really nice place. Cool. Uh, it looks like that they're going to, that they were able to secure there. Um, it's not the Rose Palace, let's be fair. It's not as cool. It doesn't have the character that the like San Antonio that. Rose Palace has. <laughs> it's just a pretty standard convention center kind it's of thing. It's more for them that? city slickers. Yeah, mm. it's for those city people, but that's fine. <laughs> it's it's exactly what you would expect a team like the Raiders <laughs> to play at. I'm just giving you guys a hard time. I hope they listen. Um, the, the Raiders uh, have not played a game yet. I, I've mentioned that a couple of times already, but I think it bears repeating because... Um, everything that 
happened to both teams on Saturday night is are things that the Raiders have to deal with. Like they don't really know how their team works in a game time situation. Right. Um, They're going to find out a lot of things for the first time. Right. Yeah. And now the gunslingers have some, they have a game under their belt. Hey, mm-hmm. y'all's buddy. Cindy just checked in. She Hi. did. Hi, Cindy. Cindy. Hi, how are you? Speaking of new gunslinger fans. <laughs> right? Yeah. Had a great time uh, hanging out with Cindy. And then you had another friend. His name was? Rick, but he goes by RB, or I call him RB. RB, he was hanging out with us, too. Uh, he was oh. actually a big help with us tearing stuff down and wrapping up cords and yep. a lot of stuff that we had to do. He hung out. He, and did, he didn't know who the gunslingers wore. The day before the game. Wow. And then I told him about it and he said, I'll come. And he went out and he bought a hat. He bought a shirt. He bought a mug. He joined he, he joined, joined the, the coach's, coach's corner. corner. He's like, I'm coming to the next game. He's yeah, all for in. sure. Yeah, he's he's all, in. all in. And if you see me doing this, it's I'm waving my pom poms, but they're not here. What did you do with our pom poms, bro? They're back at the hideout. Oh, are they? The they're at the hideout. They're not here. <laughs> what else can I shake around here? Good deal. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they're not here. I'm not a big fan of the tambourine. The tambourine. Really, you're not, not a fan. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't figure that out. I haven't picked that up yet, Philip. Uh, so, so back to the Mississippi to game. Mississippi. <laughs> uh, but speaking of pom poms, let's yes. stop right there for a second and talk about the six shooters, the San Antonio Gunslinger six shooters, because we're super excited about them too. But uh, if I say I'm super excited about the cheerleaders, that gives off one sort of vibe. If you talk about the cheerleaders, it gives off a better vibe. So we're going to let you talk about the San Antonio Gunslinger Six Shooters. I'm again, super excited about the cheerleaders. What? Who's super excited? Philip. Okay, Philip. Okay. So let me just start on Friday is when I actually saw the whole team together. They were out there practicing. Great bunch of girls. And you know we sponsored Sierra, and so we had to get a little gift for her. So the Smoking Guns podcast bought her some we were matching chasing e- her around yes yes we didn't know where she was going but well uh, we bought her some matching earrings and a necklace so if you guys see that posted she's our girl she's our cheerleader and so uh really amazed about the outfits that two-piece after i saw that i think i could have tried out. i know rc was like could you? I, I think i, could, I thought it was gonna be a whole lot shorter you know let but me I tell think, you what the players get Just, a chance to rest uh, whether they're on offense or defense, they get to go over to the sideline, get some water, rest. I'm not sure I saw those girls rest no, the whole not night. At all. So you're saying I couldn't do that? I'm no, I'm <laughs> or, just or saying I couldn't wear the outfit. Which I'm just saying anybody's saying? like, why are we talking about the cheerleaders? Because the cheerleaders are they're out there athletes. working hard. They are athletes. So they for every cheer, every defense, I go defense and they do the two clap and then they did this move and I was trying to mock all of their moves. Right? Them all I got them, this I got all the moves down pat. Yeah. Now I will say for all you radio fans out there in Radio Land, here. this move. This move. So when you put your hands put up, your put your hands way up, up here. Um, but um, the only critique critique that I would say is that I thought their little um, um, out not outfit, their uh, performance that they did mm-hmm. in halftime was a little short. It was short. I think they could have gone with two songs. I mean, they're very talented. I love their pom-poms. I love the way they're First game, first yes. Game. First game. So for a second game, I would say maybe a little bit longer performance, but they were amazing. Very, very uh, upbeat. They were dancing on the sidelines. They were right in front of the DJ, so which was perfect place right. for them. Um, so I took pictures. So of I thought the bandanas were cool. I yeah. like the bandanas. I like the whole outfit. There, right. Like for the masks. Yeah. Um, speaking of the DJ. Yeah. Thoughts on the DJ? Y'all were all there. 
Well, it was hard to hear because we were on the other side. It was very hard on the other side. Okay, so the sound was not no. not an acoust- not a building built for no. acoustics. No, not at all. The well, Rose we were Palace. Jamming. We were jamming. <laughs> I was dancing. Um, was it a but DJ? It, it was not a here clear. Is, here shot. is my. What's your take? Here's my thing on a DJ. Um, I, I totally understand that the DJ himself is probably a huge fan of one particular type of music. That's awesome. But let's get some rock in there. Let's get some country, country. music in country. there. I think uh, country, let's mix up it. the playlist yes. just a little bit, or maybe even a lot. Um, and because you got two thousand, you got twenty two hundred, twenty five hundred, hopefully four thousand at some point. Fans packed in there, um, and everybody's got a different music style they love. And yeah, mix you're it gonna up a hit. Little. Yeah, you're gonna hit everybody if you do that kind of stuff. Um, and then he had a ton of speakers out there. A ton. I know from a little bit of sound design experience that I've done in my life because yeah. I've actually done that professionally at one point. You were a point. DJ? I was not a DJ. I actually did um, sound design for theater shows for a little oh, while. Nice. Sometimes less is more when it comes to speakers. Um, sometimes you get clearer quality um, by it being turned down a little bit or a little less. Um, so maybe, and I'm oh, I'm not right. the professional he is. We were in um, a booth. And, yeah, and we were stuck in the, the booth. We didn't experience. hear a lot of it. Yeah, but if that's something that uh, needs to happen, and maybe we need to eliminate a little bit of that setup um, to just get a clearer sound, maybe that needs to work. The mascot album mentions was cool. He was Which awesome. one? Uh, like Andy both? Anderson? Yeah, both. love Andy Anderson. Both. Andy love Anderson it. was out there. We didn't He's know. We've him. actually known that was in the works for a while, but yes, we, we did. a didn't want to ruin the surprise, and b didn't understand how it was all going to fit in, so right. we didn't want to. So I got to give some credit on on Andy Anderson to yep. name. I don't know that we have a name for him, uh, but the Bulls commentator called him a, the Desperado. Yeah, I saw that. Which Ooh, I, I thought like was that. pretty cool name Desperado. for him. Coach uh, Tony called him Cowboy Andy. Cowboy, Cowboy Andy. Andy. That, that works too. That works too. Desperado was kind of cool. Shooting <laughs> off a couple of blanks. I Love think it. they were blanks I as he came out of the tunnel <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Leading the team on the field, and what's neat is that um, I, I made this point on the broadcast, but none of you saw that, and that's okay. I'm a, I'm fine with that. Um, kind of a tie back. He is the same uh, command. He was the commander, <laughs> leading the commanders on the field in the Alamo Dome. For those of you that remember each of those home games, and he would lead them out on a horse, sword drawn, uh, sword yep. drawn. Same guy. Um, yep. So another tie back to the history. I mean, the Gunslingers is already a tie back to San Antonio football history. There's another one um, with Andy, the commander, uh, who is now the Desperado. Are we going to call him that? The Desperado Cowboy Andy. Uh, yeah, Cowboy I like Andy. it. Combine him on the field. It was a fun little moment. Uh, and even the guy on the North Texas Bulls said, you know, who better yeah, to right. lead the Gunslingers on the field than their very own yeah, Desperado? Um, it just set the tone uh, in the rodeo arena, you know, the George, George Strait's uh, <laughs> roping team yeah. on the wall. It worked out. It, was, it, was it cool. worked out perfect. I like the Desperado, but if Coach Tony says to call him Cowboy Andy, I'm, I'm calling, calling him, him Whatever Andy. Coach Tony tells me to call. Coach Tony calls the shots, yeah. And then the other mascot, I don't know what his name is. I do know his name. Power? Ad, Admiral, Admiral, Admiral Power. Power, Admiral, Admiral Power, Power or right. Gunslinger Power, or Gunslinger Admiral, Admiral, or something Power. like. He's sponsored by Admiral Power. Yes, he is. Call them today for sure uh, to have a uh, have your home set up for solar power. Yeah, yeah, do I'm that. A, I talked to him for a little bit too, the owner or the boss. Yeah, guy. 
Um, we'd love to uh, have them sponsor the show, yeah, Admiral Power. Yes, nice. we did. Admiral Power, Admiral we Security. Sponsors. We could do a whole spot and talk a lot about you. That's right. Um, what you get so far, you got for free. But <laughs> we can talk more. Um, no, he, he was also a hit. Kids taking oh, pictures with him. him. Love him. Um, having a great time. We got to meet the man inside. Uh, the the man that is yes, making Admiral Power go behind the power. The man, the man in the hat. The yeah, and. Uh, we got to see him and his daughter. They were oh, out there on Friday so night. That was cool. I think I'm going to babysit her during the game next time. Okay. Oh, my God. It's just so I can, you know, watch out <laughs> Good for her. Um, great first chance out. Yeah, great first game. Oh, for experience. Sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just a great experience. We're going to say, like, we've talked it to death at this point. We're not going to go back and circle back around. Are there, other, are there things to fix? Yeah. I mean... There were things about the very first Commander's game that needed to be fixed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we may like, not have even known like about that. them at the time, like the fact that they didn't have money. That was something <laughs> they needed to fix. Um, commanders needed to play Marcy Grace's song more. Yeah, they did. And yeah, we need to get Marcy Grace. Yeah. She needs to write her a gunslinger song. We do. We her voice would oh, be yeah. great with a good Western twang kind of we gunslinger song. song. We need a theme song. Uh, Marcy, you if you're out there Mar listening... Marcy. <laughs> You got a job to do. You got to write a song about the gunslingers. Um, but there are more games coming. You mentioned five games still on the docket. For the home games, yeah. Mm -hmm. Home games. Uh, we got three road games. The first one coming up this week. But we've got five more road games. Um, or home games. With that being the case, here's what you need to do, Gunsling. Because there were people out there that said, eh, it's not for me, and they walked away. We had 2,200 people out there. Um, you need to invite your friends you need to tell them what a great time you had. You need to wear your gunslingers gear around town. We need, um, we need, what's a good number to set? 2,800, 2,500. Let's just go for three. Well, that's the, the next goal. Game, for the second game, 2,500. Okay, 25. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, although I like the goal of just, here's the running goal from this point forward. Like, let's get to 3,000. Yes. Let's see 3,000 in the San Antonio Rose uh, Palace. Yeah, if that happens the second game, that's awesome. That um, is so great. But that's going to require work from you Gunslingers fans because we're, we're of the 2,200, there are people that walked away and said, ah, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. Fine. Good. Awesome. Uh, check in online and, and come back around and, you know, maybe you'll maybe you'll change your mind. But there are just going to be people that are like, okay, I saw it once. Right. I, I had enough. Um, to keep that number rising... You're on the clock now. You Gunslingers fans are on the clock. Um, you get to do the work of letting people know what a cool experience it is to go out to the edge of town. It is still in San Antonio. People are like, why is it all the way out in Bernie? It's not. Not that far. Right. It's, it's in not. San Antonio. It's not that far. Um, it's not like the traffic is crazy around there. It's not a It's not a Spurs game. It's just a cool experience. It is. Know? It is. It's a nice drive. Um, Scenic. And... There are much worse ways to spend a Monday night. For sure. Coming up. I mean, because a, a lot of the games are going to be on Monday nights. The rest nights. of the games are That's Monday night games. That's another concern of what the fans you, you had your weekend. Monday. You had your weekend fun, and then just carry that fun over for to one more evening, evening right. into Monday night. You can it's be, be tired awesome. on Tuesday at work. We'll Nobody's going to notice. You're working off. from home anyway. <laughs> People, come on now. Right. For sure. We know. We know you're working from home. 
Uh, Lorenzo says our group wants to take a little barbecue pit. Yeah, mm, for sure, that. for sure. Let's like there was plenty that. of room out there to Bring set up tailgate. Jello shots. <laughs> Lolly's loves Jello shots. I do too. I want to have a contest. <laughs> Who makes the best Jello shot? There's the challenges out there. I mean, is it hard to make an? Have you, know, you made there? one? No. Where's the one? Okay, then. But I mean, it's just alcohol Jello, and you <laughs> make Jello. <laughs> like no, you can uh, flavor it. Yeah, you yes. can flavor like. With marshmallows. Greg Nelson <laughs> responding to Lorenzo says, take a big barbecue pit out there. <laughs> yeah. Not a little um, one. For sure. Plenty of room to get out there and tailgate uh, before the game. Um, somebody said something about shine up your boots and come out. And Greg yeah. Nelson said, this is San Antonio. You don't need to shine up your boots. No. Not with poop around there. If you got. By the way, his wife had the prettiest boots. Oh, she did. She oh did. Kim. Yes. Love, Kim. Love her boots. Love Kim. Very pretty. Um, it's up to you. Like, let's get 3,000. Let's pack the palace. Mm-hmm. Let's get 3,000 in the palace. Um, we had 2,200. I'm not even giving you a hard job now. You got to find 700. Eight, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. can't math. <laughs> I can't math at all. You got to find 800 more people um, to get there. So everybody's got a job to do. You wear your gunslinger's hat around town. You wear your gunslinger's coach's corner shirt mm-hmm. or your jersey um that you've been wearing anyway because you know the player that is on the back of it you you got a job to do you got to get people out to because that's the only way this is gonna look wear your gear out when you go out when you go shopping when you go to heb look buy gear can we address that wear gear come to games bring other people you want professional football in san antonio that's how that happens yep that's true if you sit at home and you say well i don't have the money to buy gear and I'm not going to go to the games. I'm much more comfortable watching the feed with Leo and Philip um, from home, even at even at home games that are right here in San Antonio. This team dies. It just does. If that's the way you handle this, this team goes away um, because these are not millionaires. And even if they were millionaires, it would go away because they would say, my investment's not making me any right. money. Right. True. But at some point, um, the resources that these guys have sunk into making this team happen, at some point it dries up. And – if they don't have more money coming in, I hate to make it all about money, but let's face it, the reality of the world we live in is mm-hmm. money is important. Yep. And the, if they don't see money coming in, at some point this whole thing goes away if we're not supporting it with our very real dollars. That's true. Speaking of supporting dollars and, and money, I mean, uh, beyond being a fan, if you're in, in the um, situation where you'd be interested in can, I know the team is looking for further investors. Yeah, that's true. For, if yep. You, if you've got your small business and you're like, gosh, I would love to be out in front of 2,500 people every other week or so. And then on a broadcast um, that goes out to who knows how many thousands of people when we get it all right. Gee, how could I do that pretty, pretty effectively and pretty affordably? Um, you need to email 210sagunslingers at gmail.com because they right. need that. They need you guys, uh, business sponsors, to come in and step up alongside of them and say, I want to be a part of this with you. The fan base is already there. Like, yeah, you're not going to find 2,200 people um, as an audience somewhere right now. Like, everything is too spread out. Not for the, do- the amount of dollars you're going to spend for the amount of eyeballs you're going to get in front of is going to be to your credit, to your benefit. Absolutely. Uh, they need they need that side of things too. So fans, if you're just a fan and you're like, hey, I don't have a business, fine. You don't have a business. Uh, you need to support the gunslingers with your dollars. Buy your season tickets. Buy your gear. Go online and buy gear. It's there. Buy gear at the games. 
um, support them with real dollars. Yep. And we're telling you this, we're, we're, we're mentioning this, not because we're going to make any money up. We don't get it. We, we're not making, we're That's mentioning true. this because we want this team to succeed. We want this organization to succeed. We want these players to have an opportunity to live out their dreams and perhaps go on to something bigger. We want professional football mm -hmm. in San Antonio to root for, and we, we want to build up the community. We know the community is there because we saw it with, saw with it. the we commanders. We were part of it. And this is, this is here now and we can get behind this just as much as we did uh, when we were, you know, when we had the AF, we're, um, we're not saying this because we, we're trying to make a dime off of anybody. We're saying this because we love football. We live in San Antonio and we want more professional football in San Antonio. This podcast does not make a dime off of the San Antonio gunslingers. No. Uh, Leo and I call games. Uh, hopefully we're going to get RC doing Maybe. some uh, <laughs> sideline stuff when we can get or the calling the games figured out. Is that side supported by, you know, monetarily by the gunslingers? Well, yeah, because it's their product that we're putting out. And so, but the podcast and the broadcast are two different things. Mm -hmm. This podcast doesn't make a dime off of you coming out to the games, you buying a hat, you, you know, you could buy our hats. We have hats in church. Just to engage That's true. the fans. But the we community. don't want, we want to have something, we want to be fans, we want to have something to talk about. And we're not going to have that if you don't come out and support it. Um, so this isn't like Leo says, this isn't a shill for us to make more money. We're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but this is very real. Um, this thing dies if you don't support it monetarily, right. you can support it with your fandom all you want. That's great. They need that too. But if you don't support it with your very real dollars, it goes away. Right. Um, it's it just the nature of business. We've watched teams go away before. Sometimes it's been because we didn't support it with our very real dollars more mm -hmm. often than not. It's just that the big dollars up above it said, we don't actually have those big dollars we said we did. Right. Um, well, that's not the situation we're in now. There is no um, white knight investor that's going to come in and dump millions of dollars into our team. And that's good because say so. that, yeah, that keeps the thing local. But for you to keep it local, you're going to have to put your dollars into it. Yep. And you're going to get some cool stuff. Look, mm -hmm. you name a cool, you name a team out there, a, a, a minor league team, a semi-pro team that has as cool a logo as the one that's on Leo's hat. I'll wait. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's right. Um, San Antonio Gunslingers is a neat idea. It was uh, an idea way back. They did it poorly back in the 80s. Um, I still have a shirt of it, but it was poorly done back in the 80s. Can you wear that next time? I was going to say, wear it. Maybe. <laughs> All right. I don't know that I'll remember that a week from now. Um, I'll, I'll it's going to be a busy week, but. <laughs> That's right. We don't know when we're going to do our podcast a week from now. For sure. Well, a week from now, we should be able to oh, do it Monday. That's right. That's right. But once we get into Monday game. games, we've got a I whole different issue we got to figure out. Yep. Yeah. And the so you, you can support either way. Like if maybe you want support by coming out to the tailgating, you know, you can support the cheerleaders, you can support the podcast. So there's a whole bunch of things you can do. And the main thing is that, you know, these are, a lot of the players are from here in San Antonio. So they're representing high schools, Jefferson High School, um, Shirts um, High School. I Medina mean, all, Valley. Medina Valley. They're all starting quarterback, Ca David Castroville, Olvera. Castroville, you know. Is that so, there I in mean, Medina you know, Valley? There's a lot, a lot of reasons why you should come out and support the team. And of course, we love doing this. Um, and so I love continuing to talk about podcasting. I love talking to the moms. I love doing the mom-to-mom -mom interviews. So we really want this to be a family event. And like I said, 
just come out, enjoy yourself. And like I used to tell my daughter, you have to try something three times before you can say you don't like it. If you only went out to one game, you're really not getting the full effect. The full experience. The full experience. So come out and at least try it twice. You mentioned the tailgating. Lorenzo is asking, so I just want to uh, step back a bit and answer sure. your question, Lorenzo. He was asking what time, what's the earliest you could show up for the parking lot for the tailgating. As I understood it, it's the same as it was for the, the Saturday game. Kickoff is at 7.30. The gates will open at noon. On a Monday, having a lot of people there on, at noon, probably not going to be the biggest turnout at noon. But, you know, if you show up later in the afternoon, 2, 3, 4 o'clock, it should start building up. But as far as I know, the whatever time you can get there after 12 o'clock, you could start setting up. For sure. And you should, because that's when you're going to get the best parking spot. That's when you're going to be <laughs> able true. to set up true. in the best place. The earlier you get there, the better it is. Um, and, you know, we got to work on that. Mondays RC are punch. Mondays. <laughs> How cool is it going to be to have something to look forward to on a Monday? Because I don't know about you guys. Like, I love my job. I really love what I do. Mm -hmm. But Mondays are still Monday. Yeah. Football on Monday night is not a new concept, people. That's right. No. Monday, night, Monday night football. Monday but night now football. it's, a, now it's in Bernie, though. Now yeah. it's in Bernie. It's, no, it's in San Antonio. It's San Antonio, San Antonio but you know, it's going towards Rose, Going towards to the Rose Palace. And uh, and bring a friend. Like, bring the family. Show it off. Bring Our the family. Friends. Yeah. Uh, bring your family out. Although that is a school night. That's going to be tough for families It's all with virtual kids. anyway. Come on now. <laughs> That's going to be tougher. Um, but bring folks out. And, and I know it's, I, I know I keep harping on it, but support it with your very real dollars. They, they, mm -hmm. That's how it's going to sustain is by dollars getting spent on it. It, it, it just is what it is. It's the world that we live in. Um, things that don't make money go away. Um, so if you want to see this thing continue, you got to support it with, with dollars. Um, it's the that's only it. way it works. I mean, that's the only way that it works. You got to show up. So what was your favorite part? I want to go around the table and, and wrap up with this. What was your, well, no, let's not start with favorite part. What was the one thing you'd like to see improved before we get to the next home game? Um, there's lots of areas that we could talk about improving. That doesn't mean everything was terrible. It just means there's improvements that can be made. Uh, so I want to start with you, RC. What is, what is one thing, the one thing that you absolutely want to see improved before we get back to the Rose Palace? Okay, I'm going to go with the, with the cheerleaders. Um, the six-pack, right? Six shooters. Six shooters, six-pack. <laughs> they must have a six-pack there, too. Um, I would say more engagement with the fans. Okay. I think that would be really important. And then a, long, cool. a longer show in the halftime. Okay. Leo, what do you think? Um, I, I want to say more engagement with the fans is what, what, what uh, RC said. Being up at the booth, it's hard to say because we didn't have that right. much of an experience. But talking to people, they loved the action that was in front of them. They loved the experience and, and being able to talk to one another and everything. But there, there could be more engagement, whether it's uh, from... Uh, you know, well, we had the mascot, but more things for them to more gunslinger type things around the what's not going on on the field, I would say. Okay. Like a, maybe a picture backdrop. You know, people can take pictures, something. Something like that. Stop Perfect. Yeah. Sure. More engaging. What about you, Dolores? I think it's also part of the engagement, I guess, because we're San Antonians. So mm -hmm. we, we crave a, a lot of that. You know, that's how we kind of build a community, mm -hmm. you know. So um, what I would like to see 
is have the ownership and the coach and just kind of give a big introduction, mm. get people hyped up. And to me, that was the biggest thing. I was a little sad about that, because, but I knew the logistics, how everything sure. played yeah. out. So I could understand that, but I also wanted that introduction. Yeah, I mean, your your local yeah, guys, yes, your local yes. owners, introduce yourself to the yes. crowd. Let them know because you are. Let them well, let them cheer for you. I I know I'm the same kind of person that I think these guys are. Where it's like this isn't about me. This right. is about our guys on the field. This is about our coaches. This is about the San Antonio Gunslingers, and I get that. But take a moment, take a moment, and them. step out on the field and let them applaud you because yes. you guys have done. Uh, the blood and the sweat and the tears. Literally, I saw all three of those from these guys this week. Oh, they were mm-hmm. exhausted. Um, yep. yes. They were worn out. And, and let them cheer on the fact that you've worked that hard. Because you got to understand bring the fans don't understand. They don't see none of that. That's right. true. Just the um, so, yeah, take a moment to take a bow because you've worked your butt off and you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, let them introduce you guys as ownership, too. Maybe you don't do that forever. Because then it does feel like you're kind of grandstanding a little bit. Right. But at some point here in this first season, Mm -hmm. um, step out there and say, hey, you know, this is our our ownership group. And let the fans appreciate what you guys have done. Um, Love the the suggestions that are coming in. The shirt launcher, louder on defense, definitely louder on defense. Yeah, that's a big one from Jeremy. Yeah, and the T-shirt launcher can be, it doesn't have to be an air-powered cannon. That wouldn't work uh, very well, but bringing out a couple of guys. Have the cheerleaders toss them. Either tossing shirts or some of those, uh, you know, surgical tubing um, catapults, slingshots slingshots that they got. You you can toss some stuff in the There's so many creative ways you can do stuff. And Jeremy says, yeah, let's get louder on defense. That's our job. That's that's the fans' job. You can impact this game. Uh, the 2,200 of you or whatever that was out there, Coach was a good T-shirt launcher. Coach would be good at getting those those anywhere <laughs> on the field that he needs to get them. Coach would be a good launcher for a lot of things, I think. <laughs> sure. I think he's capable of launching. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Kelly Bond says that the youngest attendee was 19 days old. Ooh. That was the first game. Gunslinger for life. History for right life. There. Yeah, I'm telling you. Kevin Lewis um, said something earlier that I want to go back to, but he said, how about a player or coach interview at the half, either coming in, going out of the half? The logistics of that might be a little more difficult, but we have you know, to get the audio. We kind of wanted to do that, right? Yeah. First and then, but yeah. Uh, but as soon as we can figure out some of those technical side of things, I think that would be great. And the other thing he said was that he was on the fence about the Mississippi game, but he thinks we've sold him. He thinks he's going to make the trip out there. See, my pom-poms would be working right now. (laughs) That'd be cool. Tambourine. Jeremy Knox says to get some more noise, you can have people slap the uh, dasher boards. That would be awesome. For sure. Um, Lorenzo, water guns. I don't know that water (laughs) around the uh, packed dirt of the field is a good idea. (laughs) That's true. It would be muddy. Make some mud. (laughs) Make some mud. Um, (laughs) What's great is all of these things are coming in. We're talking about some things, and nobody's saying, oh, get a better field. Right. Because you realize that that's going to happen anyway. Right. Yep. Uh, get a scoreboard. That's going to happen. <laughs> Those things are going to get repaired. You weren't the only person that noticed this. So some good suggestions coming out For of sure. that moment. Now, what was your? what is the thing that you will remember when we get deep into the offseason and there is no gunslinger football, and you have to go back and remember – what is the thing that you'll remember the most about Saturday night? Oh my uh, God. Wait, I want to start over here. Okay, I'm going to start with you last time. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with Dolores. 
I don't remember much. <laughs> oh my gosh! There goes those something. shots again. There goes those shots. <laughs> Thanks, Cecilia. Just the uh, meeting new people. Yeah, I mean, just the connect connecting with the fans. Yeah, you know, just having that you know, moment with them. The uh, okay, so Khalid Rashad's performance, wow. his end yeah. zone. To, uh, to, uh, celebration the makes me really the, nervous yeah. for him though he he didn't quite get the 10 didn't quite stick the landing right. on that last touchdown it that got flipped. me just a little scared yeah the somersaulting and flipping yeah yeah but i mean it just showed how excited um how, how two things how excited these guys are to be out there and be part of this and two how athletic they are that's true what about you guys on Facebook Live? What what's one of the things that you're gonna? What's the memory you're gonna take of the first game that you, that will just not leave you for a long time? Positive stuff. Uh, you can tell me how ugly the field was. I guess <laughs> that's a memory too. But I, I'm kind of looking for positive things. Well, I'll give you one, and this is because again I was behind the scenes, so we were, you know, and I, she was, I, she I, was really everywhere, was. I was. It, everywhere in that. The, there are places that the people that own the Rose Palace don't know about that RC has seen at this point. Yes, I have. I, and she I, got I, pictures. I, I can find where tables are, you know, without even asking anybody. But um, so uh, you know, there's no visual. But we were, I was behind the scene, and there was um, two flights of stairs, and one of the players from the Bulls was coming down the stairs and he was in pain, severe pain. You could see him and he dropped his, um, his pads. And I said, Oh, <laughs> and they rolled down the stairs. Right. And so he's still trying to walk. Down like, and I said, wait, hold on. I'll get that for you. So there I was going down the stairs cause those stairs were steep and I got the pads for him and I gave it to him. And that's when I realized <laughs> these guys gave 110% on that field. Didn't matter what team, but I was able to help him. That's uh, that's going to stick with me because maybe none of the fans saw that, but these guys worked their butts off to how to play the game. Philip, she said pads. He dropped his pads. That's not what I heard. I know what that's not you what You can hardly I heard, breathe. I heard pants. I know no, what you're no, thinking. Said, no. wait, he dropped his pads. She said no, his pads. pads. And what Phillip, I heard uh, was Phillip might need CPR here and say, Sochi, can you get here really quick? What is the thing you'll remember most about the game? See one of the <laughs> North Texas Bulls player drop his pants. No, <laughs> not what his I heard. Pants. Pants. I was like, wow. Okay, they so were like rolling, they, were more roll, they were rolling Shoulder down pads. the stairs. And I, I realized, oh, my God, this guy is so tired. He can't even bend down to pick up his right. pads. And no, there I sure. was, a 51-year-old woman helping this guy out. <laughs> right. But he gave 110%, and his body could tell. And right. I was there. And that's the things that the fans didn't see. Yeah, maybe they saw the field, and maybe they saw. Right. But this is what I saw. I saw the passion and the love for football that this right. guy didn't care that he couldn't even walk, couldn't even bend down to pick up his pads, you know? <laughs> Thank you for enunciating. That's You're important. You're welcome. That's what I'm going to take from it. Uh, some of the memories that are coming in, and you've got some uh, still out there. Let us know. Uh, Anita says, watching the mascot interact with dance with kids. He was great. He was. Uh, Greg Nelson, the first touchdown for the home team. He that was, was cool. right down in that part of the oh, end yeah. zone, I think, or right yep. down in that part of the field. Yeah. Um, Bobby says the cowboy walking up and down the sideline screaming guns up. That had awesome. to be Andy. Yeah. <laughs> and had to be Andy Anderson. Uh, we'll talk more about him at some point because he's a really interesting guy. Maybe we have him on the show again. Yeah, we need yeah, to we do did. that. Yeah. I remember when I had to call the Alamo to see 
who did the reenactment to try to find who this guy was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you tracked him down the first time back in the commander's day. I sure did. (laughs) Um, And then Bobby also said was probably the same guy riding his horse. I'm certain that's the same person we're talking about. (laughs) Um, Mine will be something that I don't think. Oh, Jeremy. Uh, The... The turkey legs were amazing. I did see some people. They look, I showed, I showed pictures legs. of those. Those were good. Um, and then second, the players and how much fun it looked uh, being two feet away from two touchdowns because he was right along the dashboards. <laughs> Lorenzo says, for me, just to reminisce on all the years I played football and see that football's great tradition will never die in San Antonio. Go gunslingers. Absolutely. Yes, sir. You're my pom-poms. Mine will be a moment that uh, I might even get in trouble for sharing, but I'm oh. going to share anyway. It was this moment. I tapped you and showed this to you, Leo. Yes, I know what you're going. We were up in the booth, uh, and just below us was where the ownership group was standing and watching what they have worked hard, what they've worked uh, just a ridiculous amount of hours Mm -hmm. on uh, coming to fruition. And this is before all the gripes about the field could be heard. And this uh, this was just these guys in the moment seeing an idea that they had in their head actually taking place on the field in the middle of the game, hugging each other, smiling, looking up at me in the booth and pointing out there with almost tears in their eyes about, you know, it's happening, it's here. And uh, it stinks in a way that some of the folks, some of the naysayers, the drive-by naysayers have dulled that excitement for them a little bit. But I just want to remind those guys, and I'm not going to mention their names because it wasn't the whole ownership group, but it was a group of the ownership um, you know who you were, you know that you were standing down there. You remember how that moment felt. That's what you need to concentrate on mm-hmm. way more than mm-hmm. all the negative drive-by, uh, you know, naysayers. Remember that moment and continue to make those moments uh, happen as we go through the season. Concentrate on that kind of stuff because I Absolutely. saw it. It was mm-hmm. a real and passionate kind of moment of, We've made this happen, and you have. You've done the hard work of Mm -hmm. making this happen. Now we improve it from this point. That's cool. That's easy. That's believe me. That's way easier than the part you've done up to this point. You're right. It was awesome. Keep your heads up. It felt good just to witness that moment. Yeah, we felt it. And yeah, I can't imagine. I wanted to say something about it on broadcast, but way too much stuff going on that we already had to tell people. I couldn't say anything, so I want to take this moment and say, hey, a, I saw it. Uh, and B, that's what you need to concentrate on are those moments. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff you can look at and go, man, it's going to take more money. It's going to take more time. It's going to take more effort. And you're worn out right now. Hey, uh, forget that. Remember that moment when you looked out on the field and the thing that was in your head 15 months ago is taking place in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's the cool part. And I'll, I'll take that a, a step further beyond the owners, but the players, the stuff they've been through for sure to finally live out a dream of being a professional football player. One guy that just jumps in my head is boss hog. Oh, yes. William Richardson. I mean, this is a guy that was on the original roster, had some issues with uh, as far as uh, conditioning and yep. being in shape, ended up getting released and, That's you know, right. but they said, hey, if you can meet, if you can work hard and do these things, we will definitely welcome you, you back at a certain time and, yeah. and take another look at you. And, you know, a guy could take that and just give up. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I For got sure. cut. In fact, know. I expected, uh, uh, sorry, boss, uh, boss Hogg's going to be mad at me. I kind of expected to never hear from William Richardson again. When he got cut off the team, mm-hmm. I was there the night that he really had a hard I time with conditioning. Mm-hmm. 
We were all there. Yeah. I really expected that to be the last time I saw because that's ninety nine percent for sure. W- William Richardson is now in that one yep. percent that took that and knew it's not how it's not how you fall it's down. It's how how many too. times you get up. Yeah. And he got up, and man, is he in some shape now? Yeah, that's yes. true. That's true. Another guy that really stood out to me on the player side of things, I mean, all of them, they all worked so hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to point out a person and you're going to be like, well, what about me? You too. Um, but the fact that Nate Mace a couple of weeks ago lost out on the starting quarterback job and still said, wherever you need me, put me there. Yeah. He was running mm-hmm. uh, kick coverage. He was running, um, you know, a, a wide receiver some. I think he caught a touchdown pass. He stepped in when David struggled, struggled a little bit. And as soon as I saw him after the game, he uh, I saw him and David, another moment they don't know. And they're, they're, um, I saw Nate talking David about, you know, head up. It's okay. We'll figure it out. You're the quarterback of this team. Um, just a neat moment. Nate Mace is a guy that has really, really impressed me over the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not expect to be impressed by a – um 22 year old uh 22 year old blonde kid with an attitude and a nose ring the first time i saw nate mace i thought i had it pegged for the kind of guy he was going to be he was going to be a brash guy that was going to rub me wrong nate i was wrong man you you are a stand-up guy um you're willing to help your team wherever you can i've been super impressed um, by what i've seen by nate mace bobby comes in one more time and says also the opposing team and their interaction with our fans giving high fives to our fans, tossing footballs to the fans during halftime and trash talking a little. And that's all perfectly fine in football. football. Like that's part of the the whole thing. And, you know, especially Uh, talking to all the moms, I feel like I'm a mom to all of the players and you can't even imagine being so proud of these young men, the way they played. Oh, for sure. You know, and I, I'm like, Mama Bear, you know, you talk bad about them, ooh, the claws are going to come right. out, you know. And I've talked to some of the moms, and they're the concerns, like, you know, the field, they're worried about their son's safety, things like that. For sure. But the other question that I've been getting a lot is they want more jerseys. So we need to ask ownership, how can they get more jerseys? Um, <laughs> very really, you if you're willing to throw dollars at them, they will be willing to find a way to make those jerseys happen. All right, so there yeah. you go, like, fans. Like, yeah. reach out to them and say, I have money, I want a jersey. Okay. They're going to find ways to get you jerseys. If you have money in your hand and you're willing to put that down, before you ever get a jersey, I, I have a feeling they will print you out some jerseys. Now, it may be fan jerseys with all the same kind of number. If you want specific player well, jerseys, that's going to get a little more difficult because you got to have a certain amount of for them to run a batch of those right. jerseys. Yeah. you got to have a certain amount of orders. But my bet is if you're willing to say, hey, I'm willing to pay up front mm-hmm. because I want to get it, they're going to find a way to get it yes. done. Okay, you heard it here first. Uh, and that's me talking. That's not the team talking. But my bet is if you have money in hand, they're going to find a way to, to sure. meet your request. So come on, moms. You got it. Now, if, you're will- if you want to say, hey, order me one and I'll pay you later, that's, that's not that's, going to be difficult. It's yeah. going to be difficult for them to make happen. But if you got money in hand and you're say, you say, I'm willing to pay up front, I think they can make that happen for you. Awesome. So that's it. Like we've run long on the show and we expected that today because there was just a ton to talk over. A lot to talk about. Um, The one thing that I can say for sure is uh, you need to tune in on Saturday night. If you're not driving to Mississippi and I get that you're not like, I'm going to give you a hard time and say, you drive out there anyway, do that. If you can, if you can't, you're going to check in on Saturday night, be by the the dial, be by the YouTube, be by your phone, whatever you're going to watch it on. 
um, you know, cast it up to your TV, hook up the computer to the uh, HDMI on your TV, whatever it takes. Um, we're going to have the stream. Jonas and Leo and I are working on figuring out all of the issues with that. Uh, we're committed to having a good solid stream running from you and cheer on your gunslingers from home. Um, it's going to be three weeks um, before we see the gunslingers back in the Rose Palace on the 29th. 29th, right? So this is going to be your last opportunity for a while to be able to watch the game, uh, to watch the gunslingers in action. And they need you to cheer on uh, the team from there. They're going into a hostile environment. And so they need to know you're back here cheering them on. Um, so tune in on Saturday night. We'll do our best job to bring you the game. You have to listen to me for three hours, but <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what you get. <laughs> so three weeks, 3,000 people. Yeah, that was just say the a number challenge? one thing, tune in, yeah. watch the game, follow the gunslingers. Number two thing, tell other people about yeah. it. Spread the news, spread the word. If you have gear, wear it, talk to people, let them know so that they can be prepared for when the second game happens. The third thing is kind of an extension of that. Get on the Facebook groups, get on uh, the San Antonio Gunslingers fan page, uh, get on, on the Smoking Guns uh, podcast page. Talk about talk about the the gunslingers. Talk about what your experience was. Hype the team up. Share uh, share on social media. That will reach far and beyond even your circle of people that you For talk sure. to, and that'll get more people interested in looking. Going, what is this all about? So that they will they will it'll pique their interest, and they'll come out and, and check us out. Yeah, three weeks, three thousand. Yeah, let's get three thousand people in. Let's pack the palace with three thousand people. Three it's weeks, doable. we could do it. Let's make it happen. Um, we are just excited about everything going on around the team. Uh, we're excited about the team on the field. They lost the game. It, you know, losses happen in football. Um, I, I'm a I'm a Cowboy fan. I've seen the Cowboys lose a game or two. Mm. Have you seen the Have you seen the Broncos lose a game or two? Yes, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the Bears lose a game or two? I have seen the Bears lose a game. I mean, if you if you're if We've you're <laughs> if you're only a fan of teams that win all the time, you're not a fan of a team because no, there's no team that wins every time. Um, not even Tom Brady's team. So right, yes, not sir. even Tom Brady. He wins a lot. You don't win every time. Um, teams lose. Like that's not a big deal. That is that is the smallest thing to me is that the team lost the other day like okay we watch Tony football. Hernandez doesn't feel that Tony way. doesn't feel no, that way. No, the no, players no. don't feel that way either yeah. they want to win every time they step James on the field Stolt, right. coach Q I uh, want them to no. feel that way but for me like I saw a football game in San Antonio I saw pro football in San Antonio for the first time in almost two years that that's what exciting. made a big difference yeah. to me. Yes. that's what was exciting to me um, so we're gonna fall we're gonna chase after that feeling um and we're going to let all of these drive-by naysayer people have their word. They're going to be gone in a couple of weeks. They're certainly going to be gone in a couple of months. Let's drown them out. This is still going on. Um, do me a favor. Reach out to the Sanitary, like reach out to the Smoking Guns podcast and, and hit us up on our Facebook page and tell us how much you love the show. We love hearing that. That's great. Yeah. Um, but if you only got five minutes on Facebook all the next week, which you don't, you have more time <laughs> than that. Um, and you can only encourage one person or one group of people go to the San Antonio gunslingers Facebook page Yep, and tell those guys how much you appreciate the work they did, because I guarantee whatever you think they did, however hard you think they worked to bring this thing all together, it was harder than that. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. More than that. And we all witnessed um, them. The family yeah. sacrifices, you know? Yeah. The, the way these guys sacrificed, their family sacrificed, mm-hmm. the time, the money, the blood, the sweat, the tears that went into making Saturday night happen. Um, they need your encouragement. They, I, I'm telling you, without telling you, they need your encouragement. So reach out to them here over the next few days and say, hey, thank you for everything you're doing to make this happen. Just say uh, thank you. Those guys need to hear that. They do. Um, players, coaches, if you know any of those guys, reach out to those guys and say, hey, thank you for making this happen. Um, because we wouldn't have pro football in San Antonio without their effort. Right. And thank the players, too. They gave 110%. They did. They lost. That means nothing. They worked as hard as the players on the other team. The other team just got a couple of breaks. Like, it's yeah. a game of inches, and those inches worked out for the North Texas Bulls. Instead, We got... And for that matter, we got two more games. We get to see them. I have a feeling um, the Gunslingers will have their say. Oh, yeah. So too. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good has against something these to say. guys. It's more of a challenge for them. So, so <laughs> come on out to the next Gunslingers dust up. I love it, Greg. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's dust up the Rose Palace. It's already pretty dusty. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. How much more? I came home with more. a fine <laughs> layer of grit all over me both nights we were out there, and that's fine. It's a rodeo arena. That's what you get. That's Texas, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you get horse poop on the ground and grit in the air, yeah, and that's the way things work. Deodorant. Just eat fine. your turkey leg. Look <laughs> just <that's> poop. <laughs> eat your turkey leg. Enjoy the football. The football. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end of another show. Long show. Long show, but we had Lots a lot to fun. talk about. Tons to talk about. And a lot of interaction from our friends on Facebook. Yeah, very cool. Uh, we did this one live. We may do that more and more often. If you're I listening to you this. Pass out. That was fun. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> you <laughs> talked about that dude dropping his pants. Um, pads. Pads, whatever. That's not what I heard. Uh, we, uh, no, we enjoy going online and hearing from you guys. If you didn't join us online on Facebook, that's okay. Yeah. You're listening now. And you can join us on live, uh, online at Facebook uh, next time we do that. Just keep your eyes and ears open. You never know when we're going to pop up there on Facebook. So that's the end of the show. But it uh, we do still have to say that the Smoking Guns podcast is brought to you by Texas Sports LMT. And that stands for Licensed Massage Therapist. Specializes in sports massage, sports stretch, Swedish, and deep tissue massage. Texas Sports LMT has been in business eight years and was nominated Best of San Antonio three years in a row. She watched, She worked alongside the San Antonio Commanders, making sure they were game day ready at all times. She has also worked and provided sports stretch to numerous players from the NFL and the NFL Combine. Sports stretch is structured to be performed on athletes of any size or stature. It is safe for just about anyone who is looking to gain flexibility in order to perform better, not on the field, I'm sorry, on the field, in the gym, and in everyday activities. Give Laura, the Texas Sports LNT, a call to set up an appointment today at 210-459-0176. That's 210-459-0176. It's not how you train, it's how you recover. Leo, you needed her phone number. There it is. Uh, yep, That's there right. it is. I'm going to give you a call, Laura. She's busy. Let me tell you, I tried to get a massage over spring break, and she was booked. Boom. Boom. So Good. She's getting she needs that business. She does. Help her out. Smoking Guns Podcast is also brought to you by a great group of patrons. We love our patrons. Iris and Moferante. Love them. Did not see them. Were they at the game? No. No, no. Uh, they, they have a, 
a, a relative. It's a, a Mo's mom. Okay, that, that, that is risk? right now really high at risk. Okay, and yeah. they have not been able to get the uh, vaccination yet. Gotcha. So they're supporting the team from afar, but they still have their season tickets. Hey, so they do what you got to do. Yeah, and we love you guys. And I'm gonna plug. Um, Iris real quick because they love to uh, they love to support us so I'm going to support her she's yes. got a little venture where she's uh, dealing with uh, uh, women's products and like makeup and things like that Dolores has ordered some stuff from her I have, so far. I and have so, and Dolores has loved everything she's gotten from her so far it's been uh, she, she loves the products and she's got more stuff on order so check out Iris Ferrante out. Um, she's in the uh, San Antonio Gunsling- or Gunslingers fan page, so you can find her through there. There you go. For sure. Also, uh, patrons of our podcast, Herman Robles Jr., he was out at the game. I feel like he was out there. Maybe he was just checking in on the stream. I, I think I saw him on the stream. The stream. Okay. And then Albadava, we saw her all over the all place. Over the working place. it, working it, She girl. was working hard. And then, of course, Greg and Kim Nelson, we saw them as well. Got to hang out with them at the tailgate. Saw them, watched them like the whole game. They were right across where we were, where Lee and I were sitting. Greg came right up to the booth at yeah. one point to came up and wave. Give us a wave. We love those guys. They're a spectacular yeah. group of people, a big part of our team. You can be part of our team too if you go check us out on Patreon at smokinggunspod.com. Or no, smoking gun. Well, you can go check us out yeah, at smoking guns sure. pod. In fact, there's a, uh, a link, link there, there yep. on smokinggunspod.com that'll get you over to our Patreon page. Well, that's going to wrap this up. The next time we're going to be talking about gunslingers football in front of microphones, we're going to be in Mississippi. In Mississippi. Watching the Raiders. The Raiders. And you know what? We got a message for those Raiders up in Mississippi. For the Bulls who think they've got our number in North Texas. We got a message for the Buccaneers out there on the oceans of uh, El Paso. Right oceans. Yeah. We uh, We got a message for the Austin Wild. As wild as they may be, football is in San Antonio. Football is San Antonio. That's right. San Antonio is football. If you need evidence of that, you don't need to look any further than smoking guns. Because you know what? The 210, you got something to say. Bang, bang.